to Wrestling is Hard. It's a show where we watch lots of wrestling and try to find the stuff that we think is worth worth watching. First up is the man responsible for AEW and SmackDown, Brandon. Hello. Hey, what's up, Jim? How are we doing tonight? I'm exhausted. So much wrestling. Next up is the man assigned the tasks of Impact, NXT, and Raw. Chris. What's going on? And I'm Jim, and I'm not going to talk much about my promotions, because there's not much to talk about, because this week was WrestleMania. So we got lots to talk about, about WrestleMania. Make sure you go and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Give us five stars on Apple 2 uh, Podcasts. Is that what it's called? It's not called iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start off. We're going to keep people waiting for WWE's huge show, WrestleMania. Which number of WrestleMania was this? Anybody know? <laughs> 37? 37. Yeah, it is 37. That's what my Wikipedia is. Well, they don't have numbers anymore, right? They're, they're, technically they're just places now. Yeah, this is Tampa. Thunderstorm land. Let's start off with NXT though first. We're going to do takeover. Um, let's start with night one. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, can I give you a little impact news real quick? Because something did happen. Uh, sure. Yes, I love impact. Okay, you ready for this? Deanna Perrazzo beat Jazz, and made her retire. This happened on a special show that took place the same night as night one of WrestleMania, which means Impact doesn't give a shit about getting any new fans at all, and they're not even trying. Were they recording it during WrestleMania? Was it like a live stream at in Tampa, Florida type of show thing? That I don't know, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Vince... Yo, Vince doesn't run... Vince runs the Royal Rumble the week between the NFC AFC championship games and the Super Bowl every right. year. Yeah. He doesn't compete. Just wanted to point that out. Maybe that's why we haven't talked about impact in about four weeks. Sweet. They consider themselves direct competition with WWE. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Brandon, are you excited to watch the jazz retirement ceremony? Not at all. No, I feel bad for Jazz. Actually, that's a that's a tough way to go out competing with Night One at WrestleMania. Yeah, man. Nobody watched my party on their like seventh uh, special event of the last three weeks. It feels like. Yeah, let's get started. Ready? Night One of NXT will start from the top of the show. Chris, this is your show. You're gonna do a lot of talking. Kushida versus Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn defeats Kushida. Chris, thoughts. Um, I think this went down exactly as we kind of called it and expected it to. Pete, uh, Kushida's there to make everybody look good, and he did a good job that night. I mean, there's nothing really to write home about. It was the oh, it was a good match to start out with. Um, two awesome wrestlers. I'm not the biggest Pete Dunne fan as a as you know as far as his character goes, and you know he was breaking fingers as usual, which I think is pretty silly. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was a decent match. Definitely a decent match to start off the night with. And what we expected to happen happened, which was uh, Pete Dunne wins, and Kushida made him look awesome. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, Chris nailed it. This is what we were expecting. Uh, I was entertaining outside of the bizarre amount of joint manipulation, but decent way to start this off, knowing that we had 14 hours of wrestling ahead of us. So We had lots of joint manipulation in, in this pay-per-view. A couple of nights of joint manipulation. Yeah, this is great. Kushida looked great in a loss, but, you know, we kind of called it, right? What are you going to do? Poor Kushida. 
He's 40, whatever. He's Like I said, he's, hanging out, that cash. he's yep. hanging out with his kid and going to the Japanese supermarket and complaining about the prices. You just have to right. think it through that lens, right? That yeah. you're not as annoyed about it. Right. It is a job. Yes, he's getting paid more now probably in the United States than he was in Japan, I'm sure. So, All right, let's move on. This is the six-man gauntlet eliminator match. So I have no idea how in order how everybody went in. This isn't listed in order. So I'll just say who won. So Bronson Reed, which I thought was a surprise, defeats Isaiah Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight, Dexter Loomis, and Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff. Chris, go ahead. Um, I was surprised, too. Uh, we, I think we all assumed that Cameron Grimes, not Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis was going to win this match. Once Dexter Loomis went out, it kind of came apparent that it was going to be Bronson Reed to me. Uh, I didn't see them. There weren't many baby faces in there. It was, well, it was, I think there was three baby faces in there. If you count Loomis as a baby face. Um, so it was Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, and, um, Leon Ruff. We've already seen Leon Ruff over and over again. Not that it was bad, but he kind of wants something different. And when, uh, Dexter Loomis went out. I kind of figured that was who was going to get the win. Um, I will say this: I've been shitting on L.A. Knight. <laughs> I'm, all, I, I'm, he's, I, I, I'm sold. He does that thing where he cuts a promo and then he just he does. Kevin Owens does this when he's promo guy. Kevin Owens making fun of everybody, where he just points out the absurdity of the things that you say. Like when he told he was told Cameron Grimes he was going to boot him to the moon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to boot you right to the moon. It was pretty good. And the guy looks good and he's good. He's good in the ring. Um, my only issue is, is that since it's WWE, every match he has, he's probably going to have a promo coming down to the ring. It's going to get real old, real fast. There's going to be nothing special about it. But, uh, all in all, it was kind of what you'd expect from one of these matches. You get a bunch of guys wrestling, a bunch of guys laying in the corner. Um, I think Dexter Loomis standing in the corner for the majority of the match and not doing anything and people walking up to him and going, Whoa, we're cool was kind of good. Um, and I think uh, Isaiah Scott was really good in this match. Um, just the way he sells things with his face, where he's teetering on the end edge of being cartoony, but he just pulls it back and it looks kind of realistic. It's just overkill. He's like kind of teetering on the edge of realistic and overkill. So uh, he looked really good in the match. But... Um, yeah, I mean it was a it was a decent match and, and it kept the show going and I enjoyed it. My wife's a fan of Isaiah Swerve Scott. She saw him and asked, "Who's he?" Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I thought Isaiah Scott was the star of this. In my opinion, I think he power slammed Bronson Reed late in that. I thought he was going to win the match. Glad you uh, came around on L.A. Night. Uh, it only took him a yeah, couple same. weeks. I feel like I to get it. it going. I enjoy yeah. him. Yeah, he's great. So let's move on to the next match. NXT United States, United States? No, United Kingdom Championship. <laughs> the champion, Walter, defeats Tommaso Ciampa. Chris, thoughts? Uh, this is one I think we were all looking forward to. Uh, I enjoyed it. I like anything that Ciampa's in. I think he's awesome. Uh, I was bummed out that he no longer had the Jean-Luc Picard. He cut his hair. Um... Yeah, the captain. But other than Steven. that, I mean, R- it was, R.I.P. the captain Steubing. Yeah, other than that, he was, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. I, I, once again, it was one of those matches where it's like, oh yeah, so and so is going to win. Um, I thought that there was a decent chance that 
Ciampa would go over in this match. He didn't. Um, Walter's chest at the end of the match looked like, looked like, like a relief for the Rocky Mountains. I mean, it was just blistered and bubbled and red. Uh, really hard hitting, really fun. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Another hurt hand match. Brandon, thoughts? Another hurt hand match. Yeah. Uh, trying to say this play without just calling Walter hideous, but he's just so interesting. Just wearing nothing but black underwear. He, I can't stop staring at him. I think Chris might have called him eye poison. I can't remember if that was who you referred to, but I enjoy watching. No, I, uh, go ahead. I called him. I called him something along the lines of an extremely handsome young man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, to me, this sat throughout the rest of the weekend as the match I was thinking of going like they got to top this to, to be the best match of the weekend. So, uh, kind of in a weird spot here. In the middle of night one, but I thought this rocked. Yeah, big chops, and then disable his hand, and then he was trying to throw those uh, off-handed chops, and they weren't really hitting. That was great. It was just simple storytelling. Great match. It was my favorite match of this night. Next, the I Don't Care match. Triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. MSK, GlaxoSmith. Smith Klein defeated Grizzled Young Veterans and Legado del Fantasma. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, I have in my notes tag team. Who cares? Um, they, I will give you this. So Glaxo Smith Klein, MSK, there's a lot that they can <laughs> do with them because they've been a tag team for a while. So there's a lot they can do. I'm interested to see, interested in seeing where they go with these guys. Um, they play off each other really well. They've been running that 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 um, kind of gimmick for a while, where they're kind of silly and kind of you know very teenagery. Um, and they were the only ones. The other team, the the British team, I have never seen before this. I've um, only seen them. I've seen them in the. They had the. They were in the Dusty. In the Dusty. That was when I, I first saw them. I started. I watched NXT UK when they did the when they first started out. And I watched that tournament for the UK title. I think both, at least the bald guy was in that tournament. But those fans, like they, they must know this, the, the Zach Gibson guy, because from the moment he walked out, people were booing the shit out of him. I don't know. I'd like, is he a born heel? I don't know what that was all about. It's some British rest thing that I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. They're whatever. They're a couple was, white guys. A couple white guys. I did notice that. You got a Del Fantasma that kind of vanished for most of this match. Especially near the end, they were just gone. So, uh, you know, I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> it was a triple threat that was kind of a triple threat. I mean, it was like, it was no, a, no, no. It was a double, not too threatening. Yeah, so, you know. Brandon, go ahead. This was just the classic, I was high on the last match, and then I just see the grizzled young veterans come out, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't I don't really feel like watching this. So tough spot for them. I don't have too much else to say about it. I, I hardly remember watching this, even though I st- apparently sat there and stared at this for 20 minutes. So that's all I got to say about it. We're going to move on? We'll move on to the yeah. main event. The main event is the for the NXT Women's Championship. Raquel Gonzalez, accompanied by Dakota Kai, defeated Io Shirai, who was the champ. Chris, thoughts? Uh, Io Shirai jumped off a giant fucking skull. That's all I have to say. If there's something to jump off of, she'll do it. 
Yep. It was awesome. She jumped off a giant skull. Um, now I'm not sure was this, did, did, uh, did Dakota Kai get ejected during this she one? She did get ejected. She did get ejected. The, eject, the ejection streak continues. Yeah. So but I wasn't <laughs> sure because there was enough. I'm getting, we watched a lot of wrestling this weekend and I'm getting, a, I was getting it confused with, I think it was a couple of weeks ago where she got kicked and just vanished. <laughs> I think that was during the, the last main event or championship match that, no, the last main event match that, um, Raquel Gonzalez was in. So, um, I think we knew what was going to happen here. I think Io Shirai has done everything she's going to do. So in NXT, at least. So, um, yeah. And apparently the internet was real stoked. Were they angry? Yeah. They, they, uh, they, I, I immediately looked and they were, you know, I, I'm only on Instagram, so that's all I see. But, you know, women's division ruined. (laughs) It's the end time. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is, is that it's like, you know, we all get this, but you see that people just don't understand what NXT really is. Yeah. It's making people for Raw and SmackDown. That's what it's always been. Yeah. It's never been anything more than that. And well, that's I mean, what we it discussed is. it last week. I think it's a little bit more than that now. But um, when it comes down to it, their main job is to produce stars that can go on national television and yes. show up on uh, Sports Center and talk about things. And, you know, they're 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 entertainers and they're trying to produce the best ones in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I got a little more on that when we get to night two. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on this match, Brandon? It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought this was good. I w- actually felt like it went by pretty quick. I feel like it was only like 10 minutes or so. I don't have the time right in front of me, but it was a little six. There you go. Felt even faster than that. Um, the only comment on it, I think, was that it was a lot of Io Shirai. I thought she looked awesome, but then we, I think we knew we were talking about her going up to the main roster, but it felt weird to have her lose after uh, having what, in my mind, was like 90% of the big spots in the match, and then that's how you take the title off right after, I don't know, 300-something days. But So it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, I'm curious if she gets a rematch or not. I don't know. We'll find out by uh, by SmackDown, I think. Or she might already be up here. You know what I mean? Like, she might be hanging out backstage for Raw and SmackDown until they work her into it. What? All right, let's move on to night two. Oh, let's, well, uh, I, let me let's just say real quick. What they, yeah, what, they usually do, what they usually do is, is they, it's usually if you lose the title on TakeOver, you fight for it like in two weeks on TV on a Wednesday and you lose that match too, and then that's where you're gone. Yeah. Unless they're going to put you on, on on Raw or SmackDown that quickly, but right. even still, you might come back down, especially since they're all in the same neighborhood now. Well, let's go through night one. Uh, best match, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go with the main event. Okay, Brandon. Uh, Walter versus Champa. Yeah, I agree. Walter versus Champa. Best performer, Chris. Go ahead. Um, Io Shirai jumping off the. Uh, up the skull that sold it for me, Brandon. Yeah, I, I second that. Yeah, same. She worked ninety percent of the match. Overall grade, Chris. I mean, I was entertained from beginning to end. So, other than a tag team match, I would give it a B. B being with Z being the the highest grade you can get. I'm sure. Why not? <laughs> We don't a? have a we don't have a system. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. do yes. yeah. Well, what, so a what, okay. I mean, I think we can contextualize that. 
It's pretty easy. I don't think okay. anywhere on the planet <laughs> so, Z is the best and wait, A is the worst. C, Any great system wait. in history. Hold on. So C is the best and nothing is the worst. It's so zero. It's above average. Zero right. is the worst. Yeah. Right. I'll give it eight. Brandon, what's your overall what's your overall grade? Uh, on the scale of zero to zero to C, I guess that would be an A. So right, right, not quite a B, which is the second best to a C, but I'll give it an A. Um, the two big matches to me, the, the Walter one and the Io Shirai one, but some lulls in the middle that could be me, could be them, but lost my attention for some significant spurts. I liked the Kushida and Pete Dunn match a lot. I liked Walt, Walter and Ciampa a lot. And I liked EO and Gonzalez a lot. So that's three out of five. I give it a three out of five. Let's move on. Take over night two. Here we go. <laughs> so the first match, the ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Santos Escobar, the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion, defeated... Pig-faced Prince Devitt, Jordan Devlin, the NXT <laughs> Cruiserweight Champion. Chris, thoughts? So, Devlin, I noticed, he's the ace of Ireland. He's not the ace of the universe. So, let's just start there. Yes, yes, he is. He, he may be the ace ones. of Ireland, but he's only the ace of one country where there are other people out there whose aceness expands for infinity. That's true. Okay. On um, 100, baby. Yeah. And what – is anybody really a fan of Devlin, Dean Devlin, Dean Douglas? There must be someone. Dean Stockwell. I don't get it. I don't Dean, get it. Dean Stockwell. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Don't get it <laughs> so Dean Douglas. What an unlikable-looking man. Yeah, Dean Douglas. I mean, look, I've seen a million ladder matches. I don't think this was, was one was any different. We're at a point in which, like – Ladder matches are like, oh, great. They're going to jump off a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, if I can interject on ladder matches, I've almost found like ladder matches I'm kind of bored with at this point unless they're ridiculously comedic. If there isn't a situation where someone has the ladder around their head and they're spinning like spinning a helicopter around. Yes. and people are running into it, I don't really want to watch it. But continue. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, Dean Douglas took a pretty nasty bump off the ladder, but other than that, I don't know. Dean Douglas. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, I like Santos Escobar. So, you know, I was happy with the uh, outcome, but I, I didn't really care, to be honest with I you. Got, I, before I move over to Brandon, i got to admit, uh, I was kind of on cruise control in this whole um, yeah. pay-per-view. I didn't I, – I wasn't really engaged. So, I'll try to get my – So, and my, listen, my I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I had to work Thursday night. Yeah, I ended up watching this yesterday morning. So I had already gone through two nights of WrestleMania. So I was kind of numb. You're saying you're fresh. Well, you're excited. Yeah, I was fresh and excited after WrestleMania for two days. So, Brandon, yeah. thoughts? Yeah, I'm actually in the same boat. I, I crammed this in this afternoon, so I was beyond fatigued. Um, I, I thought I had something original to say with saying that I'm, I'm sick of ladder matches, but you guys both hammered that. So I'll, I'll oh, go beauty. back to the point of like, what, what, why do we think this is? Like it, it, that thought popped into my head immediately too. I'm like, there's almost nothing that these two guys that I, I don't give much of a shit about at all could possibly do with these ladders that would be interesting in particular. You know, someone's getting 
the top of the ladder slammed into them in the corner. That just I don't know why that match in particular is like have so much fatigue with, but I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know why. I have. It's kind of funny. I they just do it too much. I think. I think they do it at least. There's a TLC pay per view. Like they just do it too yeah. much. Like I, if, I also. If, if, uh, let me just finish my thought. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm when sorry. New Japan, when New Japan does theirs, they've done two, ever. I think they have one coming up, which is ridiculous. But like they, when they do it, they you know they make it special, like super duper special. So, Chris, go ahead. No, I mean I have it. It's it's it it goes to what happened. You know, you have a ladder match. You had a cage match at Mania. You had the match between Kyle O'Reilly and and uh, and uh, Adam Cole, um, and you know the O'Reilly Cole match is a little bit different, but they go to these special matches so quickly, right? Um, you know, old storytelling ways when they would get to a cage match, it would be a year, right? Um, a ladder match. This ladder match. This story has been told in one of the most famous ladder matches of all time. It's been the exact same story. I my the reason why I think and it's to what you were saying. They have a pay per view for it where we do. I don't know what it is, but what month it is? November, whatever month TLC is. Uh, December. It's yeah. I think it's I think it's around Christmas. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's, it's after Survivor Series. It's we fight. Over the course from Survivor Series to the end of December, and during that time, a table is somehow introduced, and now it's a tables match. It, 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 there's no story being told. It's just doing things for the sake of doing them now. Brandon. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Brandon, any final thoughts on this match that we were talking way too much about, even though it's sucks? No, let's let's move on. I don't okay, next up, the tag team uh, championship, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. We got Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, the champs. They defeated the Way, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Chris, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think I was a little tuned out during this match. <laughs> I was tuned out in this whole fucking show, man. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I, with you, I wasn't too. like super busy at work. I had it on on my computer, and I just like I, I didn't care. Like this, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I really liked right. the first night, and the second night I just I was kind of over it. Brandon, go ahead. The only reason I paid any attention to this is because Chris uh, makes it abundantly clear his thoughts on Ember Moon. So now every time oh, she's on NXT, she had some I, cringe. She had some cringe. Just, she came out dressed as a skexy from the Dark Crystal, which I didn't understand. <laughs> So she went from werewolf to biker to skexy. Which I'm not player, bro. Um next week she'll have her Pokemon <laughs> hat on. And her Pikachu hat from Pokemon. Um Brandon, go ahead, Brandon. Con- yeah. Continue. No, this is a this was a a clear low light for me. I don't I don't know. I think that, you know, four nights is clearly too much. I think that's coming across abundantly clear as we go through the place. <laughs> But the funny thing is, this was night two of four nights. Like, we were already gassed by night two. Maybe it's back-to-back nights. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, we did have a break on Friday, so. <sighs> I didn't. I had we to go back get... and watch these matches from night two that I fucking totally missed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Fuck it. Let's not talk about this. Um, For the NXT North American Championship, Johnny Gargaga. Gargaga. The champ with Austin Theory, 
he was in like at the beginning, right? Did he interfere at all? I don't remember. Defeat Bronson. Yeah. yeah, defeat Bronson Reed. Chris thoughts. Did was there any doubt in anybody's mind who was going to win this match? No. This I'm surprised to get that title on TV. I'm surprised L.A. Knight didn't come in and interfere. That's the only yeah. thing I was surprised by. This seemed like something that would have moved the story along if they had decided to move a story along with it, but instead they just slapped it together. So, yeah, I I'm not interested. Chris, I know you are not a big fan of Johnny Gargano in particular just because you're, you're fatigued from him. I got to say, a, a grown-ass man dressing up like Iron Man is just dorky, man. It is. And he's a grown-ass fucking man. He's coming out with a glowing Iron Man. What the hell was he wearing? Man? Yeah, yeah. He didn't look cool. No. Brandy they were does. they were all superheroes. Was it not supposed to be Iron Man? I didn't even know what he was going for. Yeah, he's like a kind of gladiator. Well, he uh, well, he's what's it called? War Machine. I think he was War Machine. No, right? he's the Iron Man of NXT. That's what he's yeah. calling himself now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mention. I liked uh, when they were showing his in, intangibles, that graphic on the screen. Bronson mm. Reed came up behind him and was staring at him and like spooked him. That, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Uh, I also, also I, Bronson Reed's intangible was uh, agility, right? Wasn't that yeah. what it was? Agility. Wait a minute. Jumpa's intangible was psychotic. Nice. <laughs> Quite the intangible. Yeah. Any other thoughts? <laughs> no, I, I, this is where I wanted to stop, though, just for a um, quick moment, because we spent a decent amount of time talking about Johnny Gargano last week, and I we just admitted that I didn't watch this live, but I did see Twitter blowing up. People were pissed about this match, so I was like, "What were people pissed about?" Apparently, people were pissed that Johnny Gargano won. So, um, this is, I, you know, God, sorry, keep going. That that's what I perceived anyway. At least part of it was that. Part of it was the way that it ended. Um, and I, this immediately reminded me, like, I guess this is the type of shit that happens to you when you stick around and, and you're the Iron Man of NXT, and you're like not advancing your story along towards Raw. I guess people just get sick of you and start booing you when you win. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I don't see why... You mean people really fucking thought that Bronson Reed was going to win, or were they more pissed that the match even happened? Like, I don't... We're pissed that nothing happened. I know fucking Alvarez was like, wrong guy won. What the fuck does it even mean? Bronson Reed came into... He wasn't even really... Did anybody expect Bronson Reed to show up in this match? I didn't. The champ wins. But now Bronson Reed's got his foot in the door. Now, possibly in the future, he can beat him, right? I don't know. Why are we talking so much about this? No, he's yeah. not. This whole, no, not at all. This whole show wasn't there, too. Um, all right, next up, the NXT Championship. Carrying Cross with Scarlett defeated the champ, Finn Balor. I think we all three of us picked this, right? Yeah. Chris, go Um... This was good. I didn't mind this. I, I'm a big fan of, of uh, Bauer's, this character with Bauer. Uh, the salesmanship of Scarlet Bordeaux. I mean, she stole it. Where at the end of the match, she was screaming at him in Romanian, which was pretty cool. Um, it, it, you know, they're, they're, he, I don't even know how to explain it. I'll just get right to it. There was a couple spots. I mean, I thought that he, that he had a point where he was just carrying cross was just beating Finn Balor over the back of the head with forearms. Um, where he kind of had him unconscious on the, uh, on, on the, on the ring. And in my opinion, that's where it should have ended. He should have just beat him unconscious and called it. They went on for a few more minutes. 
Karen Cross got the win. I didn't know. I don't think anybody found that surprising. Um, I, I do like the fact that I'm glad that, um, Finn Bauer dropped the belt. I, I like this Finn Bauer coming up playing the midi, the tweener, uh, maybe against Roman, I think would be pretty cool. Um, but other than that, we kind of knew what was coming. I'm just curious to see what they're going to do with him if he goes back up to Raw or SmackDown. Brandon, thoughts? Scarlet Bordeaux screaming when Karrion Cross was about to get submitted and then like that inspiring him to turn around and win the match didn't really resonate with me like it did with Chris. I was just like, what the what the fuck is going on here? I just like to listen, let me let me interrupt you real quick. <laughs> I just thought it was cool that she was screaming in Romanian. That's all I liked about it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Fair. So, uh, it was okay. I, I knew he was going to win, but I was like, just, well, I don't know what they were going for there. Like, he needs, he needed that to, to wake him up and, and survive. <laughs> a little <gasps> bit of Romanian advice. Dracul. I'm a vampire. Dracul. I couldn't, I don't remember anything about this match. Let's move on. Um, finally. An unsanctioned match. It's never happened before. You know what hasn't happened in a long time? I'd, I'd like to look this up. This match is 40 fucking minutes. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole. Chris, thoughts? Um, I mean, they built it. They did a good job of that. Um, I don't know why, since it was an unsanctioned match, that the ref was wearing a black T-shirt. That kind of was silly. He was wearing casual um, gear, man. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm not a big hardcore match guy. Uh, but, um, I think in a match like this where he wins at the end, he wins by dropping a knee on his head with a chain wrapped around it. I think there should be a little blood in it. There was no just, gigging. There was no, I mean, I know they're not going to do it. I get it. But I think like this is one of them. They gig, they gig for the little kids hour. Yeah, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock at night. Eight oh five. Some guy's gashing his head. Like, yeah, I got Abdullah Butcher. He's slicing other people open. <laughs> um, I wouldn't have. Look, I think it would have done. It would have upped the intensity uh, of the visual of the match. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I was tired at this point. It's just Brandon exhausted go. of wrestling. Brandon, go. This is just a story I did not need 40 minutes of at all. So after about 25 minutes, I was like, spent another eight minutes just waiting for every move to be the end of the match. And then there, somehow there was another seven minutes after that. So, uh, so <laughs> it just kind of like just fucking drained me. There was a commercial for the, the WWE NFT before this. I, I, noted, <laughs> I noted that. I got a kick which out I of that. St- which I still don't understand. Brandon, you want to explain to Chris what an NFT is, please? Um, you don't have so to. <laughs> I'm trying to. It's if you think of a a piece of cardboard sports card, this is like the digital version of a sports card backed by the the blockchain. So to yep, secure right scarcity, <laughs> those two words, which just went in one ear and out the other. As soon as I hear blockchain, I get confused. <laughs> you, unless it's wrapped around Kyle O'Reilly's knee, Chris doesn't know nothing about the blockchain. You understand. <laughs> All right, you want to just go through this? This is, night two was much worse. Than that. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the internet loved it, but I don't know. Not not us. Okay, so we'll go through this. Best match, Chris. Um, 
uh, Finn Bauer because I wasn't half asleep. I wasn't checked out yet. Brandon, best match. I feel bad not giving it to the main event just because they went on for 40 minutes and, and brought it. That's just not my my style, but I'm going to give it to it anyway. And I slept through most of this, I think. So I'm going to give it to <laughs> the pre-show. I'm going to give it to uh, Drake Maverick. Best performer, Chris, go ahead. Uh, of that night, uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. There you let's, go. Let's, let's go a little outside the box. Okay. Brandon. I'm going Ember Moon. Sweet. Just piss Chris off. <laughs> Ember starts the fire. I'm going to go with... Hmm. I'm going to go with the referee that wore the black shirt. Damn it. I was just about to change my... <laughs> God. God Excellent damn it. performance. He really had me... He really convinced me that this was no holds barred, unsanctioned. So, I mean, I think we're in consensus to say that night one was a much stronger show than night two, or was it just that we were gassed? No, I think it was a better show. Yeah, I agree, too. Brandon? Yeah, 100%. Yes. If you're going to watch anything, watch night one. <laughs> if you don't feel like watching both nights, go watch night one. It was awesome. I I really like I really liked the Walter match. I really did. I, oh, I it was got fucking prepared. awesome, the Walter match. I, I loved it. I, know I loved that. I loved the main event. I loved it all. We're low T mowing through this whole thing, but I really like that. I, that was where that was worth some excitement, but not much, not too much yeah, else. Maybe we're maybe we're not pumping it up enough because we knew we had to talk about night two. No, the night one was a really good show. Yeah, night, go night, check night it. Night one was really good. It get it, you know it, we'll talk about. It. I don't know if we'll talk about it later, but it seems like like NXT's takeover should be one night, five matches, one night. WWE, even though their show is, you know, usually WrestleMania before they were doing two nights was one show that was six hours. I kind of like this two night WrestleMania, three hours a piece. I can go go to bed and take a nap. Although I was still gassed after night two by the end of it, but still, I'm kind of I'm kind of a fan of that layout. I don't think it works for NXT though. No, I would agree with you. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're going to do a little pause and we're going to go check in on some other shit because WrestleMania is, we'll make you wait for, before we start talking about WrestleMania, we're going to get the ball rolling, get some energy going through our veins, pump it through the veins and the power of the warrior. And then we'll talk about WrestleMania. So Brandon, let's talk about AEW dynamite. First of all, did you catch AEW dark or whatever that shit was called? Elevation. Elevation. No, I turned it on just for the Konsuke Takeshita match, which the fucking announcers could not say his name worth shit. He's a wrestler from DDT. He was fucking awesome. He's fucking awesome. He came in and he worked like a 15-minute match with the... Did they call him the Puerto Rican sensation? Da who's Danny? Danny Limelight is the Latin... I forget what the fuck they called him. Latin lover. No, I wish it was Latin lover. I don't know, but they kept talking about it. That guy's the Danny Limelight has an awesome move set. He's fucking flying all over the place. But yeah, that guy. This is a guy that uh, I said was probably going to come over eventually, and he has. And I'm right. I just wanted to just put that out there. Hell so Brandon, dynamite. Ugh, do we have to? Um, yes, we, we do. Be good. Talk about the stuff that uh, you can think of because I can't remember any of this show because I watched mostly NXT. So well, Sean Spears got. Blasted by Iron Mike Tyson, that was probably the the most memorable moment of the show. So if you don't remember that, you're not going to remember much else. I remember we had, that. Uh, some goofy storytelling with the Young Bucks that 
they have just gone so far into no man's land. I can't imagine who's interested in this now. Where there was a trios match with John Moxley and the Young Bucks against Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, where in the middle of the match, Kenny Omega was getting beat up too bad that the Young Bucks felt bad for him and turned on John Moxley and just super kicked their own opponent, and then they all hugged. So that's that's where we're going with that. If you can, this shit is I fucking can't trash, make dude. Up something I, worse dude. that could be happening on TV. That was the main event, right? That was the main yeah, event. Yeah, that was the yeah. main event. Like, what the fuck, dude? What the, the fuck are they doing, Chris? You know, do you want to say something there, Chris? Go ahead. No, well, I mean, yeah, I I had this a similar uh, experience before with AEW. So I turned AW uh, AW on, and it was that was happening, and I was like, wait. You're talking about this this past event. This, this past event. Time. This like you know they were turning on Moxley and they were everybody was friends again, but they were only really not friends for a week. And it's like, and I remember a while back turning on AEW and Penta was wrestling Ray Phoenix and they were talking about how these guys are <laughs> so competitive with one another. I'm like, wait a minute, weren't they a tag team last week? So you have me who essentially only watches AEW, like, even if we weren't doing a podcast, I would watch it probably the same way, which is just like, huh, I'll put this on while I make dinner. And I throw it on because I DVR it every week. And, like, it's like they have these storylines that are going in in, in a direction, and then they get janky for a second right. for no reason. And then they continue along the same path. So Well, they, they came out of that pay-per-view – and immediately just parked right in the mud. And I've been watching, waiting for them to stop spinning their tires and, and move somewhere. And it, this was just another week of spinning the tires, in, in my opinion. The uh, highlight of that main event was they kept zooming in on Matt Jackson. And he's got sweat pouring down his face. But he clearly had just spray tan. So it's just all brown liquid pouring down the sides of his face. <laughs> like Giuliani? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like the Giuliani <laughs> hair dye. Like... Very clearly, and they did it more than once. Like they, they were not acknowledging it. Um, the highlight of this to me was this weird Sting Lance Archer, Jake the Snake thing that's going on, where st- they keep cutting this Sting, but he doesn't do anything. And then Lance Archer and Jake the Snake just interrupt him. And Lance Archer, <laughs> like this was the most, I guess you call it, like meta thing that they did. Lance Archer uh, comes out and interrupts him again and says he deserves a title shot. And Sting is just like. Yeah, dude. Like, I guess you do. What are you like? Why are you talking to me about it? Why are you interrupting me? I have no interest in being in the storyline with you. He's like, yeah, I like do that. something that about it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah, why? I just walked out here. Why are you talking to me about this? I don't give a shit. It was like when Ed showed up on SmackDown and Roman Reigns is just talking about he's this cat at the table and the tables and I'm the head of the table and you don't want to be the table and if I'm the table and I'm the head of the table and Edge looks at him he's like what are you talking about I'm yeah. just I'm just on the show man like yeah, no, yeah like it was these, good. these older guys like they're almost doing this thing like they're actually coming from reality and they're just like I don't know what this whole shit is on the TV show but this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And then the only other thing I would call out that I wrote down is, like, they have made a clear change of course, which we alluded to earlier, where they're doing middle fingers, everybody's cursing at, like, 8.15 p.m. Like, it's, like, the the badass wrestling show now because they're calling MJF a jerk-off, like, 10 minutes into the show, and then they all huddle up in the middle of the ring for a close-up of them doing the middle finger at the camera. (laughs) So, like that. 
Take that, yeah, man. When ratings are bad, when 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 you're losing viewers and ratings are bad, gotta take that low road. They brought Mike Tyson on their show, and they've had the lowest ratings they've had in a very long time. They couldn't even drag ratings with Mike Tyson on the show. Can I can I make a quick point? Yes. Um, you know when when they had so originally when what is it? What's the what's the demo? Eighteen to forty five or whatever it is. Forty nine or something. Eighteen. Like that. All right, whatever it is. Eighteen to forty. Blah. It. A majority, like, you know, in the Attitude Era, and everybody was watching wrestling, right? Those people are still alive. They're still the 49. They're still in that, like, there's still people in that, that were watching when they were 18. They're still in that demographic. And they're there. Why can't you get them to watch? It's not because, it's for one reason and one reason only. You're not doing a good job. They're not doing a good job of telling linear storylines. They rush the That's shit at everything. Mm-hmm. Well, that not only not only rush, they just their storylines just make no sense. Right. This whole thing with yeah, the whole tag team thing with with Mox was like, all right, well we'll get them because you know Faction City, everybody's got to have a fucking faction in AEW. And it's like, all right, well Mox has no friends except for one. Let's get some friends with him. And then they're just like, oh, you're beating him up too much. Oh, we were kidding all along. Let's hug. It's fucking weird, man. Stupid. That's what I have. That's the word I want to describe AEW. Stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid that we watch it every week. It's stupid that we talk about it every week. And it's not getting any better. And their ratings are going down the fucking toilet. And now new numbers are coming out. Women hate the show. They don't watch it at all. (laughs) No way. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> so I wonder who's watching it. Now it's, it's hey, how many, let me ask you this. Yes. That's a good point you made. How many women's matches were on that on AEW this week? Exactly one. It's nine oh five live. We get the okay, the and then and, and then how long did uh, Q T Marshallix Jones oh, and dude, Cody Rhodes go on for? Like, why do we even have this guy? On the, like, I, I don't get it. And he's like playing into the fact that people are saying, like, why are you on the show? Like you know, like this is a fucking headache. It's we had such <laughs> a great match, yeah, with Thunder Rosa and fucking Britt Baker. Was she and on? It's been t- fucking trash. Was she on TV? Thunder Last Rosa week? and Britt. Did Thunder Britt Rosa, no. Thunder Rosa was on. Uh, she was on Elevation this week. Oh, okay. But, so the girl that had the best match, you've probably had the woman that had the best match, you've probably had since the inception of this. Um, oh company. no! What are you talking about? The Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and um, Adam Page is the best match in the last twenty years, according to the Meltzer's one thousand subscribers. Yeah. So this woman who had she's still with the company. I just assumed that I hadn't seen her, so I just assumed she went back down to NWA, shoot power. Um, not on television at all. So whatever momentum that you've had. I made this point last week. Whatever momentum that you had from that match is now gone. The only way yeah. you get it back is that when you bring them back, they have to go at it again. Or every time you show one of those two, you have to remind everybody by showing that match again. Whereas if you had them both on, one this week, one this week, and you kept going with it, you had momentum built. Now you've killed it all. Britt Baker, Baker had a promo on this show, right, Brendan? My imagining she that? did, yeah, yeah. She demanded a title shot. Brandon, but, um, you any thoughts on this? No, Chris made a good point, though. The, if, for whatever that subset of wrestling fans is, some of them which are my age, I grew up with the Attitude Era and, and misses 
people, this, this kind of stuff. Watch this now in 2021 and, and how badly it bombs when, when they do some of this stuff. It, it does not work at all. Uh, and well, some of it's the delivery. Some of it's the delivery. It's not just, uh, the middle fingers and the saying blow me and stuff like that. But it's a, it also has to do with that. That was fucking 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Like shit's changed. Well, People yeah, have that, changed. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, what my point is, is that you had a group of people out there that were wrestling fans, right? That watched it for whatever reason they were into it. And then they stopped watching it. Maybe because it was because of the middle fingers and all the bullshit, whatever. But if you were able to get those people in with something 20 years ago, you could get them in with something now. I disagree because there's a lot of people. If you think about it, like there's a lot of people that watched WWE Hulk Hogan days. And then when they switched over to different people, they just were they they reached a certain age where they're just like they outgrew it. They didn't want to watch it anymore. Not everybody's a diehard. Even us. I mean, like, we watched, stopped watching for, what, 10 years before Daniel Bryant fucking CM Punk drug us back in? You know what I mean? Like, the people work in cycles, and I don't think this is... Unless you're going, like, full retro, like something like NWA power, I don't think anybody's, like, really, like, oh, I really miss those really offensive days. Yeah, Man, yeah, yeah. Amer- America yeah. was cooler back then. Well, you know what, though? I think, and, and it's funny, too, one of the reasons why I got back into it wasn't because of Daniel Bryan, because he was who the, f- I remember watching WrestleMania 30 with a couple of guys I know, just because I was like, hey, shit, I haven't watched WrestleMania in years. I'll go watch it. And I remember watching WrestleMania 30 and going, who the fuck is this hipster dude? I didn't know who he was. The reason why I got back into watching wrestling was because that was the year the network dropped, and I watched all the old shit. Okay, so you're that. And then watching okay. the new one. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, I, I, I get you got a point on that. There's a, like there's people tune out. Those people from the Attitude Era are never going to like. That was a situation where wrestling was completely mainstream, and just like everything in mainstream, you got about four or five years where you can hold on to it, or if you're lucky, usually it's a year. And uh, then it disappears and people outgrow it or they just don't care or they think back and go like, oh, man. I mean, imagine like, oh, man, I can't believe I actually listened to corn. You know what I mean? Like at the time, I, you know, you listen to corn, you're like, this shit's fucking rocking. This is great, man. This is rap and rock combined in a beautiful melange of music. Now you're looking back on the <laughs> shit I ever listened to in my entire so, life, yeah, man. Yeah. It's so, well, it's so funny you said that because I was having a conversation <laughs> the other day and I was talking about, I remember working a corn show and he came out with the bagpipes and he had dude his suit. I was blown away. Now, <laughs> no thanks, but yeah, shit's corny. Yeah. Brandon, got yeah, I, you're 100% right, but I think the difference between the way you're thinking about it and the way I'm thinking about it is that when that Attitude Era happened, I was 10. So to me, it was all that I knew, and it was awesome. Uh, I know for a fact there's a large group of people my age that dropped off after then, but coming back now as an adult and seeing someone try to sprinkle a little attitude into things, it's cringe as hell is what I'm trying to say, and it, and it does not work. So if you're in that that – late 20s, early 30s, and you want it to be like it was when you were growing up, it's, it doesn't fly today. It's just not going to land. Right. And, and you don't realize that because you just don't think about it enough, and you were 10 at the time. But And and another point that like we, we talk about, that Jimmy and I have talked about this before, if you ever go back and you watch that Attitude Era stuff, first of all, there's the X Factor that made the show good, and that was that it was Stone Cold, Right. If you saw the Stone Cold character, because the Stone Cold character just, like, the biggest thing he did was give you the finger. That was it. 
there was no like it wasn't that overt. He drank beer and he gave you the finger. But he was a cool character that if they hadn't done that twenty years ago and they did it now, if he was able to do that character now, if he was transported, whatever, we had never seen it, I think it would be over. Yeah, so, that's the, go ahead, I'm sorry. So you have the X factor of that was the guy that was steering the ship. If you remember, we talk about this, Jim, all the time. The rest of that fucking show, nine times out of ten, was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. On Raw. They just so happen to be, like, if you think of the Attitude Era, I did, we're way on a tangent right now, but it's okay. If we think of the Attitude Era, like, some of the, two of the greatest professional wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling, bigger than anybody else, The Rock and Stone Cold, were both on this, that to our television every fucking week. Mm-hmm. The Rock is and the highest cool. paid actor on the fucking planet. And it's just like, right. They're never going to be able to duplicate that. It's just not going to happen. And also, all that stuff happened. It was the first time it happened. And when you try to replicate something that was cool back then and you try to do it again, it just seems forced because WWE has been trying to get some edgy character for a long time. and It hasn't worked, but they give up all the time. Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 100% right, and we can stop talking about this. But just a clear one-to-one, I still get pumped up watching uh, the first time Chris Jericho came on Raw, and they did the first Y2J thing, and he did cut that promo on The Rock. Oh, it was awesome. Chris Jericho in 2021 doing the middle fingers and going for a four-minute promo went right into the trash. Same guy trying to uh, invoke some of that energy just did not did not land. I'll, I'll disagree with you there. I did actually enjoy that promo. That uh, I think that was the highlight of that episode. It was pretty good. It wasn't great. It was definitely something that was like he – he it, it came from his heart and he believed it kind of. It sounded genuine. It was definitely ad libbed. No one wrote that for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was a couple. Okay, it was good, like as a professional, but it wasn't good as like a it viewer. didn't get pumped right yeah. now. And there, well, there's a couple couple things too. Like you, you can say what you will about Chris Jericho. The guy is the he's every incarnation of him has been entertaining as hell. The other thing is, if it's not for him, there's probably no AEW. I mean, he was the only crossover guy that actually meant anything. You could say Mox, but let's be realistic. Moxley was an undercarder on WWE. And there were people that were excited to see him, but you're not going to be flipping the channels and see Mox, Moxley and be like, oh, what's this? You see Jericho, you're going to get people that haven't watched in a long time that might watch your program is what I'm getting at. I disagree that he was an undercarder. I think he was top five. At the very, no, at, at the very end he was. Yeah, well, that, that, had more, that had more to do with him not really wanting to work their style but, anymore, I think. But, but he, when I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> nobody that watched – that they're trying to get paid. Like, if you haven't watched wrestling in 10 years and you're flipping through the channels, which nobody does anymore, but you see AEW Dynamite on your menu and you turn it on and you see John Moxley, you're really not going to say, think no, I, that, that's you for see the Jericho. That's, that's Jericho, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what they, they have him. And Moxley it's not working. And, and none of it's working, so I don't even know why I'm saying any of this shit. No, no, it's okay. watching. <laughs> Moxley is for people that are indie wrestling fans and people that have been watching WWE for the last five years. So it is. Brandon, good. Chris Jericho will tell you that too. That it, it's all was on his back. If you listen to the three-hour Broken Skull session interview with did Stone, anyone watch that? Did you watch that? Which I, I watched which the I beginning did. of it. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about it? I didn't watch it. I'd <laughs> love to hear about it. Uh, I didn't have too much to say about it. It, it, it was kind of awkward to 
the thing that I enjoyed the most about it was my suspicions about Chris Jericho being a heavy boozer at this point in his life were confirmed because I've watched a, a bunch of those and they'll have like a beer and Chris Jericho's like trying to take a shot every 25 minutes of, of vodka. That's and what, go, uh, it's delicious. What, uh, what's his name was doing it too? Undertaker who's doing shots of whiskey. Who yeah. knows? It might have been fucking iced tea. I don't know. The, the I, I, honestly, go ahead. Finish your thought, Brandon. I, but honestly, it was not that interesting. I didn't think Jericho came off as, as a, that charming. He was very self-indulgent. I think it was a work. So do I. He's trying to just get over AEW, and he's acting think, like his character from AEW. Listen, Vince McMahon, obviously nobody knows what the guy's thinking. But Vince McMahon is a professional. Vince McMahon also, they've said numerous times that he knows that competition is better for everybody because it drives the product. For him to have Jericho on there and allow them to him to do that, where he's going to basically put over his own comp, put himself over and put over AEW and get people because they're not on at the same time anymore. So it don't fucking matter. Right. You're not going to lose viewership anymore now that they're on a different night. So I, I could see that being a plan, you know, a work, a complete work. I don't see Vince. I don't think Vince sees AEW as competition at all. No, 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 no. And that's, I, I think, didn't CM Punk said that earlier on the week. I, I saw an interview where CM Punk said uh, if, if Vince McMahon allowed Jericho to be on his programming, then he doesn't see AEW as competition at mm-hmm. all. Because mm-hmm. if he did, he would never do it. It's the same thing like when he would have, um, when the network first started up and they would have like retro packages or documentaries about CM Punk and they would have images from Ring of Honor. He doesn't look at Ring of Honor as a competition. I guess it's, source, it's a source of information for it, him. When I say, I guess I should rephrase it as it drives the business. Yeah, I would think so. If one person can do well, everybody can do well. And then when Jericho wants to come back, which is very which he will, re- at some which point. he will. I mean, they all come back to WWE. People will follow him from AEW. Vince knows what he's doing. Let's get out of here. Let's stop yeah, let's That's do it. Rabbit hole. All right, I, I was going to talk about Stardom, but we went on too long about AEW, so I'm just going to move along. We'll talk about Stardom next week. All right, let's go into WrestleMania. Now there was a little bit of a thunderstorm, ladies and gentlemen. We had a rain delay. I don't think this has ever happened for WrestleMania. Happens in baseball games all the time. But I don't want to talk about those production gaffes. The mics dropping, them wearing trash bags in the rain. The ring. How about what the fuck was that skeleton? Chris, I'm going to let you handle this. The skeleton. What the hell skeleton are we talking about? The CGI skeleton that some intern designed and was hanging out over top of the stadium, like <laughs> you didn't see the skeleton. I, 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 see, I saw the pirate ship. I didn't see the skeleton. Was it? Was this only on my television? Maybe it's because I have a five five K TV. Brandon, did you see the skeleton? The pirate skeleton? Would like the CGI big sword skeleton? Yes. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, yes. with the with the WrestleMania bandana. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Who oh, said that was good. okay? Who said that was good? Hold on, let me see this. Kyrie's hey, name. I mean, dude, the, this doesn't. I'm still nothing tops the gigantic 
animatronic Roman Reigns that, that they've blasted above him, but this yeah. is this is close. Here, let me send a picture to you, Chris. Please do this because I, I can't let's get a, you can see it. Well, let's maybe like it'll jog my memory. It was a giant pirate skeleton <laughs> with the, like a huge sword, <laughs> a huge sword hanging out over the stadium. Oh God, I didn't see this. <laughs> How did you I miss did it? Not see this? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! It's, it's terrible. Oh. Damn, that's cool shit, dude. All right, but first of all, <laughs> the sword. He okay. Go ahead, Chris. Possibly hold this sword. Well, also, he's a skeleton. Of course, he can't hold anything. He has any musculature. Going. Which intern designed that? All right, listen. I'm going to sign off of the podcast. Just like go back. <laughs> Rewatch WrestleMania because I think maybe it'll be uh, it'll be different if like oh my god popped up Fire. so many times Fire someone was very proud of that I don't know how I didn't see it I really I'm don't say, I'm gonna say maybe one of Shane's kids designed it and they were like yeah let's put it in there it's great good job kid oh oh I love this I didn't see this either live I, was this you said it wasn't just the pre-show it was throughout the night no it was throughout the show you were popping was like we're <laughs> live here in Tampa spooky skeleton. Rawr, here's a sword. And then there was a pirate ship, which was scary. You made a you made a comment about a skeleton, and I was like, Oh my god. I thought you were talking about <laughs> a something on the website. No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's like gripping the top of the stadium like he's coming to get you. Did you guys see the ghost ship too? I I'm saw not talking that. about you saw the pirate. There was a pirate ship. No, I saw there the was ghost, also a ghost, ghost ship. ship. That I saw. That's why the I'm ghost confused. ship was kind of spooky. I gotta say, I'm I'm annoyed that I didn't see this because I would have been jumping through the roof laughing. Yeah, I honestly, 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 I think that we should stop the podcast, go watch WrestleMania all over again. All right, if if, if I'm crazy and I'm the only one that saw this live, someone please send me a message on Instagram. And uh, prove me wrong, please. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to the actual show. Unless you guys have any other thoughts about the production. No. Uh, Andy, Rose slipping, Andy Rose slipping on her ass was pretty good. Shit happens. Yeah. She no, was a good sport about it, man. She was just got back up, laughed, and just laughed her ass off. off and kept walking. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, we will talk about that. All right, here we go. Let's go through the card. Whatever the fuck it is. Here we go. Starting to show off. Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship with MVP defeats Drew Magnus Skeleton with a technical submission. Is that a, <laughs> I guess that's a KO. I guess he fell asleep. So Bobby Lashley wins. Chris, this is you again. This is your show. Yeah, I don't think any of us were uh, surprised by this. I thought Bobby Lashley would keep going. Um, Drew McIntyre, once again, is the world's most unprofessional athlete. There's a promo in the beginning of the show, and he cuts into it and steals the promo because, you know, that's what you do. Yep. Because they were in a rain delay, so they completely panicked. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about that. Promos. Yeah, I forgot about that. They were doing, like, promos like it was OG WWE, like, WrestleMania 8, where they were backstage, like, talking, yeah. here we come, and here comes this guy. And the person interviewing him actually interacted with them, which was never happens mm -hmm. on WWE television. 
It's usually like, hello, Drew McIntyre. I heard that people are talking about the thing and it's out. Shut up. I'm going to talk now. And then the person just fades into the darkness. Well, first of all, if they actually still did the shut up, I don't do that. That's too nice. Bullying. That's way too 1980. Shut your stinking mouth. That is, I'd be excited about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like we haven't seen these guys go at it before. Once again, reruns. Remember when they would never wrestle until, until WrestleMania? They would dance around each other for four months and then WrestleMania would come. We finally see them smash together. Now it's reruns every week. Um, I did like the ending. I liked the fact that he got distracted by MVP and got, uh, and got full Nelson hurt locked and passed out. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's much to say about this. Uh, Brandon, give I'm your glad thoughts. it was on first. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good uh, opener. Brandon, good. I thought this was a pretty strong opener. Um, to, I, we've acknowledged this is probably one of the worst WrestleMania builds that I can remember. I don't know about you guys, but I was able to sort of cleanse my palate, go into this with a a little bit of excitement, and this continued that trend i i actually really was enjoying this i i enjoy lashley yeah we've seen a lot of this stuff before but um i thought this was a ton of fun good way to keep that energy going and uh had me had my hopes up right that's what yeah. i guess is all you can ask for yeah drew mcintyre fell for the classic distraction and uh bobby lashley won i thought this match was a lot of fun and bobby yeah. lashley looked like a badass and it was a great opener let's move on tag team turmoil turmoil I don't even know <laughs> who's in this, but I got Tamina and Natalia win by eliminating the Riot Squad. Uh, Brandon, this is you. Well, this is everybody. Yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> this is this was something. Everybody I, I, and nobody. I uh, I texted you guys and I was like, hmm, we're doing a two night long WrestleMania, and, and the person that gets the most in ring time of anybody on the roster is Tamina. So, yep, that's not like a great sign for the the quality of of the weekend. But uh, that's what we got. Yeah, this this was chaotic. Uh, felt like it was crammed in. This this was probably one of the matches that that was hurt them. I don't even know if you could say hurt the most, but felt the most like they had done no booking beforehand to build up to it. Cause you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? There's people, Jam all, all these it. people together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This wasn't great. Chris thoughts. Cluster complete. I thought this match was just a mess. It was. It uh, the sloppy. only thing that was really good about it was two things. First of all, <laughs> Corey Grace said that Billy Kay was like bear girl. She was a survivalist. <laughs> Which I, she's a survivalist like Bear Grylls and um, Mandy Rose slipping on the ramp I mean other than that you know and you know uh, we'll, we'll get to it in night two I'll, I'll, I'll save this though we can move on make a check mark next to it and check back with you okay alright uh, singles match Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins Brandon this, these two are good enough that the having the dumbest story of all time, they were actually able to play into it. And I thought Seth Rollins was, was pretty entertaining. They spun his ass twenty three times. Cesaro gets the win. Maybe this will catapult his career. What do you think, guys? You think he's going to start being a it's a title contender? Nope. nope. No, I don't. No, <laughs> no. He has, he has an accent which doesn't bode well for people in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I think I mean, that he he looks like a viable contender, and he can lose to Roman Reigns. He can go and like you can oh I beat Seth Rollins he beat Seth Rollins convincingly now he can go fight Roman Reigns and maybe some people might be fooled into thinking that he might win. Christopher, go ahead. Um, so you know I'll be honest with you when we when we do this uh, for me SmackDown usually gets stuck to just checking highlights. Uh, every week. That's just the one that ends up getting caught out unless something really happens that I need to watch. I just kind of watch little shorts of everything. So I really haven't seen any of the build to this. Um, Seth Rollins, as good as he is in the ring, when he opens his mouth, and he, and look, it, you know, it's working. He's a heel. But when he does it, <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, I love it. It's so good, but it's just like, oh God. It's I the same thing it. that I was like with MVP when he first came back. I was like, I hate this guy. And then I was like, this guy's doing a great job. I really hate this guy. <laughs> now I like him. Um, but so I hadn't seen what he was doing with the airplane spin. <laughs> you didn't I hadn't it. seen that. It's amazing. I hadn't seen that. <laughs> the first time. That was insane. <laughs> airplane spin. Um, and, uh, you know, it's funny. My neighbor shot me a text and she's an old school wrestling fan. And she said, Cesaro, what hat are they pulling these guys out of for WrestleMania? Which shows you how far off we are, you know, with who's, who's actually in the main show from 10 years ago, which is a good yeah, thing. Cesaro has been around for 10 years too. She doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Um, but no, this is a really good match. I really enjoyed it. It was one of the few ones where I was really like kind of on the edge of my seat and laughing and really enjoying it. It's been a long time since I've had. It's been such a slog. But once again, it's not reruns for me because I don't watch SmackDown that often. So it's fresh for you. That's good. It's fresh for me, and I really enjoyed this match. And we both enjoyed it, Brandon and I. And I've watched a couple of these matches so far, and you watch it every week. So. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the only uh, other thing I would add to this was this was probably – I stopped for a minute during this and was really at watching the crowd because it just hit me the the goofiness of all of this that all of these people are now packed in live in Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania. Say what you want about it, but th- this is the big story they're telling that everybody's risking their lives for is because because Seth Rollins got spun around too many damn times he doesn't like it. <laughs> he didn't even have a mask on and he I can breathe him mean, he can't breathe I can't breathe either. Now let's move on. The WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. AJ Styles and almost defeat the New Day. Chris. I think we were all looking forward to this one, right? Yes! Omos in time. the ring. Um, we wanted to see his ring gear, and his ring gear was essentially his regular gear, which was awesome, but ringish. <laughs> it was like just his regular clothing, gear. but... but took the blazer off. Yeah, regular clothes, but wrestling-y. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you what. They did a fantastic job of baby faces. Essentially, when you look at the structure of a tag team match, being heels the whole match. Because the heels got the hot tag. Yeah. Baby faces cut off the ring and beat a guy. And beat him up, beat him up, and beat him up until you couldn't wait for him to get the tag. He finally gets the tag, and then the other baby, the other heel, gets the hot tag, clears house, and wins the match. Dude, the Brian, Al- Brian Alvarez was so mad about this. It was the complete opposite. Was he really? 
yes, he couldn't understand why they would book the heels to be the baby face. He was so he couldn't well, comprehend this. Let me tell you something, Brian perfect. Alvarez. I thought it was brilliant. It was, and it was one of the perfect. best things that it was that subtle thing that they did. Then cutting AJ Styles off. Fucking yeah, and telling them we're tag team specialists. We're cutting off the ring. They told the same story that we've seen in every tag team match ever done. And we've never seen it like that. Because they just told the same story and they just kind of turned it into turned a mirror on it. And I thought it was brilliant. It was a simple thing and it made it brilliant. Because you knew there was no way that Omas was going to get into the ring and not beat the shit out of everybody. So how do you make this work? Because you knew he was going to get in. There was only one way that they were going to lose, and somehow it was because AJ Styles was going to womp, 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 and, you know, he was going to look like, he was going to show his ass and look like an asshole. I thought this was brilliant. Brandon, good. They worked heel the whole match, and they're still baby faces. Brandon, I thought awesome. it was brilliant. Yeah, and it, and it made sense. That's it it's, it's a match sense. that made sense. That's what they should have done, which goes a long way, if you can believe it. Um, This was so much fun. AJ Styles comes flying off of his shoulders. The I the only thing I I was hoping for more almost. I wish he would have had like a more signature. I mean, he did that massive power bomb, but I was hoping for him to like just fire someone twenty five feet out of the ring or something. But uh, this was cool. You know, they we were waiting for for so long. I liked that within the match they drug it out and he wasn't coming in. Um, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with him from here. They're the tag champs now, but well. Good time. I'll tell you what, there was a moment in that match where I actually thought we weren't going to get to see him. I thought that they were just going to cut him off, <laughs> never going to make it into the ring, and they were going to keep it going. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to be rough if he doesn't make it in. And he did, and it was, I mean, seriously, that was, they told a great story. Uh, and the place sorry. went nuts. The place went nuts when he came out. Everybody's been waiting for almost, and he shows up, and he comes out, and I love this match. And he pinned him with his foot on his chest. I loved it. I loved this match. I thought it was great. I loved them them cutting off AJ Styles like he was the weakest link. And almost just going, come on, AJ, come tag me. And then when he got in, he was cursing at them. You ain't got shit, bitch. It was great. great. This was great, Great. man. It was was less than 10 minutes, too. It was fucking great. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. The true main event. Barry. (laughs) Two other matches. Braun Strowman defeats Shane McMahon in a steel cage. Crash Europe. Yeah, so um, I think we all were really, really kind of <laughs> not looking forward to this. Brown and and uh, and steel cage jumping, dude. Um, couple things. First of all, they Lawler's out because that's what we need in 2021. Is this pig man? Um, and <laughs> I notice he does look. It's a, this is where I get really offended <laughs> by Lawler. Lawler says they're talking about the match. Somebody makes a comment, and Lawler says, "I agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong." Okay, <clears throat> that's Lawler being you know clever. Well, he said that line in the fucking pre-show. So he told the same fucking joke twice in the same night because he's a fucking hack. I don't know why they keep digging this piece of shit up. He's got fucking uh, sexual, he's got fucking sexual, I guess we would call it assault and misconduct charges piled up to the fucking 
ceiling with this fucking dude, and he's still around. I do not understand it. And when I was a kid, he was nobody until he came to WWE. They talk about him. He was the king of Memphis. That's great. I get it. Guess where Pete? Guess where they watched Memphis wrestling? In fucking Memphis. I never <laughs> saw it. I didn't know who he was, and I got pissed because there was another. They were trying to say there was another king other than Harley Race. <laughs> so please let him die. Like I wish Dolph literally, him. literally died. So anyway, well done, that's well the done Chris. Now bravo. Thank well done. <laughs> yeah, good. good. Good job. Um, yeah, continue. The only th- yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a steel cage match. match. Onto, Onto the, the match. match. <laughs> it's a steel cage match. Um, it's the same steel cage match. The same Shane McMahon match we've seen a million times. Coast to coast, one end of the cage to the other. He, they're not going to let him in the cage until he wrecks uh, Riker and and Elias. Uh, I think I sent this text to you last night or to both of you. As soon as Elias comes on the TV, now it's time to go to bed. Um. Yeah, I didn't have high expectations this match. I know they're both trying to get out of the cage. Look, I, I have no problem when you're going to pull fucking kendo sticks out from under the ring now. I've accepted this as the wrestling world. That's the storage space for the shit you don't have anywhere to put. You shove it under the bed. I get it. It makes goop. no fucking sense, but I yep. get it. But green he goes, goop. yeah, green goop. That's under there. All kinds of shit. He, at one point, he goes, <laughs> Shane McMahon goes into the bag. That's on top of the cage and pulls out a fucking toolbox. Yep. Who the fuck put their tools there? This, this shit is so stupid. Whenever Shane McMahon's involved in fucking anything, I want to turn it off. Definitely fuck this not, match. Definitely not. Fuck OSHA Shane McMahon. That was done. non-union. That was a non-union yes. job building yeah, up. Not OSHA. <laughs> fuck Shane McMahon. I'm fucking done. Fuck this match. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah. He, Here's here's uh, my full summary of this. I t- attempted to watch this three separate times, once live on Saturday night, once on Sunday before night two, and once last night. The first time I started doing something else and got distracted, the second two times I fell asleep during the exact same time. So I, at that point I was like, I'm destined. I don't need to watch this piece of crap. Yeah, there, there's your review right there. All right. Uh, I have a question for both of you. Did we get choo-choo sounds? I don't think so. I think when he came out, that was it. But not in the ring. He did no choo-choo. No. Then this match sucked. I didn't yep. know what. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so mad. I got robbed of my choo-choo sound. If I want, if I get Braun in the ring, I need choo-choo sounds. You know what would have been good? This is how they would have saved this match. If during at one point in the match, Braun Strowman didn't get the choo-choo sound, he pulled out one of those wooden whistles. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. That's what he should he should do that. I'm into it. I'm assuming Braun Strowman won. Uh Braun Strowman defeated Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. That's what we <laughs> Oh yeah, he won by pinfall, which is rare in these. Props and, to that. And Shane didn't jump off anything crazy. No, he did. But he missed. Yeah, he right? did it close to no, he got thrown off the Oh yes, he got thrown off the top. Yeah. And I wish he died. Okay, let's move on. on. Right I wonder if there's some bizarro. I wonder if there's some bizarro version of this podcast where where they're like, "This was the fucking best, best, the best match ever." <laughs> they I love Terry Lawler. This match was great. I <laughs> hate the choo choos. <laughs> Why they got a choo choo? This match would have been way worse if they had the choo choo in it. All right, that's what, that's what we should have done. The, the, uh, the reverse review. <laughs> Just play it backwards. That's what. <laughs> <I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
All right, you guys ready? Here we go. <laughs> Bad Bunny and Damian Priest defeated The Miz and John Morrison in a tag team match. Chris, once again, it's you, buddy. This was fucking terrible. No. Bad Bunny's the winner of the Oh, night. my I'm God. Kidding. Oh, my I'm God. Kidding. This was so this good. This was through the internet. so good, dude. I fucking love this match. This is probably, I think I could say, no, I could definitely say for what I saw, the best involvement of somebody from outside of the wrestling world ever. Other than Refrigerator Perry. No, it's... And, um, and Liberace. And Liberace. <laughs> um, and Arnold selling end of days. No, this is, I mean, a fucking Canadian destroyer outside the ring, which Michael Cole didn't know what to call because he <laughs> sucks. He said, what was that move? Um, I didn't mention yeah. that. Let's, let me cut you off real quick. In my production notes, I forgot to say, what the fuck was going on with Michael, Michael Cole? What, like, this, in, this entire, both nights, mm-hmm. he was just screaming. At one point, he goes, he's talking to the people that are sitting next to him. They get paid to watch wrestling and commenting on it. He says, did you see that? It's their fucking job. Of course they saw it. He no, was a fucking, he was terrible in this. Bad. But let's yeah. continue. Um, it leads me to believe that they knew this wasn't something that they came up with. Like, they came up with this last year sometime. Because this dude was, he's, like, even his Uso slap had looked great from the beginning. He he looked great with everything he done, had done leading up to this. So this wasn't some fly-by-night thing, or this isn't something that they had spent a couple months on. I think that they had him ready to go six months ago. And he I, did uh, Triple H has come out, and he said that, that Bad Bunny moved down to Florida and started training and doing all this. Like, he really got into it. Like, he was, you know, eight hours a day in the fucking gym learning how to do everything to make it look realistic. Well, he was excellent. I, I believe that. It was fucking excellent. It was really good. And um, I was really happy. He's the big winner, in my opinion, of WrestleMania in general. Um, so uh, I really don't think there's much else to say. Uh, it was it was fucking great. Brandon, go ahead. No, you, got, you guys nailed it. Yeah, Bad Bunny was so much fun. I, I was enjoying John Morrison and Miz selling everything that he did. There's about five times over in that match where Bad Bunny would do something. I was like, that was the big move that they trained him to do, and then he would do something crazier, and it just kept going and going. Uh, Absolutely the star of the show. I agree with Chris that this was the best guest appearance, I guess you could call it, on WrestleMania, even though he's been on the show for a couple months. Celebrity appearance. Uh, So much fun. I watched this with a friend who was not a big wrestling fan, and this completely pulled him in, so... I mean, that's all you could really say. Just how could you not enjoy this? Yeah, this was so good that I, when I got home after watching it, I was working. And I came home and I told my wife about it, and I was just like, "You got to see this Bad Bunny match. It was absolutely amazing." We sat down at one o'clock in the morning and blew through the fifteen-minute match. This was forget about. This was one of the more entertaining matches in the history of WrestleMania, and we talk about this like. When you talk about match of the year, a lot of people are like, get stuck on technical aspect, even though it's a pretend fighting exhibition, and people get so stuck on like performance in ring. The most important thing is whether you're entertained, and there are very little matches this year that have happened that I was more entertained than this match. I was into it. 
The crowd was into it, which made, made me even more into it. This match was fucking amazing. I fucking loved this match. I definitely think this is one of the matches of the year already. Definitely. I would agree. Any final thoughts? Brandon? I don't think I... It was so good that I think we, when they announced Bad Bunny's tour... I was bummed. We were like, we're going to the tour. Yeah. <laughs> It's coming. I, it's I saw. I looked when they announced it. They showed. I think it was on night two. They showed the tour dates. I scanned through them to see Philadelphia. And I was like, oh god, I yeah, said okay. we're going. We're going. We're going. It's like in March or something. At twenty twenty tours. Good. So yeah, uh, I agree with you. Um, this is one of the matches of the year. Uh, I think I brought this up a long time ago, um, and it may have been the match where they brought the shield back, but they had Kurt Angle in there. And it was just an awful pay-per-view. The ambulance was involved, Braun Strowman and The Miz, and it was just a bad pay-per-view. But it was a great pay-per-view. Why? Because the three, or whoever was watching it, it was a bunch of us watching it, we laughed our asses off that night. We had a great time watching it. So you're right. People get hung up on the technical aspects of wrestling. Well, one person does. How many flips are in it? doesn't matter if it makes any sense. But this was, this is probably one of the matches of the year. I I got to say, like, if you're watching WWE and you're looking for technical acumen, you're watching the wrong fucking product. You are watching to be entertained. And this is, this match was pinnacle WWE. This is like, this is what everybody should be aiming for. And I was shocked that Bad Bunny did most of the work. I thought he was going to be the All hot tag. The he was in the, he was selling the whole fucking match. It was great. This is so, this is great. I love this match. I'm going to go watch it again. Let's pause recording. I'm going to go watch it. All right, let's move on. <laughs> that was one of the greatest matches ever. I'm going to go watch it again. Let's pull Okay, we're done. Let's move on here. Uh, the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair defeats Sasha Banks in 17 minutes. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, these two, in my opinion, did a good enough job to overcome the absolute non-story that was being told beforehand. I completely forgot about it by the time that the match started. Bianca... Showing some real emotion there. Look, she's starting to tear up as the match started. Uh, I appreciate stuff like that. I'd like to, you know, seeing that somebody's really feeling it and is excited for the moment. I think they kind of went through a story on this one of like Bianca is the more athletic one here, but Sasha was able to to get some stuff in by being the more experienced technical wrestler. But um, I thought this was a strong main event. Bianca ends up getting a win. I didn't have too much else to say about it. I'm, this was a little bit of a hangover after how pumped I was for Bad Bunny, just to be honest. But it was a good match. Um, strong ending to night one. Had me excited for night two. Chris, good. So I, I think last week we were talking about it, and you were surprised that there were no women listed in the main event. And my thought process behind it was, you know, Rhea Ripley and, and Asuka really had no build. Yeah. Um, and that was the raw side and Bobby Lashley and, um, McIntyre. McIntyre, thank you. You know, yet these two giant dudes going at it would be a spectacle. Kind of made a little bit of sense because originally we thought that was going to be the main event. And also there um, was always the, the specter of Brock Lesnar showing up. Exactly. Like, which and, we didn't talk about because we forgot, I think. I think, that, but. You always have this feeling that Brock Lesnar is going to show up at some point when dudes are fighting over a title, especially big men. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the second night, you know, we were thinking there's to be no other main event other than that triple threat. There was no way that anything would have taken that spot. 
And just the victim of not the talent in the ring, but just the victim of that storyline between these two, which is not good. Um, and this was insane. This match was great. I was very, very, it was a very good match and it belonged where it was. It was the main event. I'm glad it was the main event. The whole night, you know, kind of meandered to it. And if they had switched that up and that match was either in the beginning or in the middle somewhere, it would have been, that would have been a dud of the night. That would have been a dud. That whole night would have been a dud. Well, yeah, everything followed it would have sucked. Would have sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was Bad Bunny, you would have kind of been like, oh, wow, look at that. That's awesome. He did a lot of work. That was good. But you would have been kind of drained. Yeah. So. I, yeah, agree. I agree. This this was this match was fucking awesome. Uh, first time two black women have main evented WrestleMania, which is awesome. And um, saw, uh, Bianca Belair won, and I think she deserved to win. Deserved meaning that the storyline told that put somebody over new. She can lose in a couple of weeks. Who cares? Some creep will screw her over. Yeah, this is really good. And her dad um, trying to <laughs> jump the barricade was awesome. That was great too. That's right. I forgot. Security about that. guy gave him a little. Don't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I saw the security guy put his hand yeah. up, but don't do it. There was a lot of um, between this Bad Bunny match and the Bianca Belair match. The crowd was absolutely insane. This reminded you know we talk about the Attitude Era. The crowd being as sparse as it was, it seemed like they were a lot more into things. Except for a guy we're going to talk about tonight too. But like there was a girl <laughs> that was in. Front. There was a girl in the front row, and, you know, we always see the same fucking people in the front row of these big shows, and it's kind of fucking boring. Green shirt guy with the goatee. Um, David Steele and his mom. Um, (laughs) Fucking. I forgot about it. You can look up David Steele. Um, uh, Brock Lesnar shirt guy. Like, uh, these guys are all fucking there at every fucking show. Um and there were some new people, some good, some bad. Green shirt, goatee guy was still there. You At least what? he wore his mask. He did wear his mask the he whole time. He wore his mask the whole time. And the other thing about green shirt, goatee guy, he doesn't do anything. He just stands He just kind of just hangs just out. Just hangs out and watches. Out. I just don't like him because he's, you know, in the front row. And I'm not. Yes, I'm <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know. There was I did one shirt. Yeah. Who, uh, go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. I did catch him. Leading pretty far over the damn railing, hitting Roman Reigns with a big double thumbs down. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? Why are you? <laughs> just, just relax. The um, There was one girl in the front row on night one who must have been in love with Seth Rollins. But she was fucking, she had a bright green shirt on and she was just oozing all over Seth Rollins. I fucking love that. I love to see like people get front row seats that actually enjoy watching it. Because we're so used to the same dorks in the front row well, who are trying to get themselves over. I had in my notes um, people who sit in the front. What did I put down? So people, yeah, people who sit in the front <laughs> suck. I mean, like I had something clever. Wait, you had to write notes. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I uh, sometimes I have to remember things, and I have a hard time remembering bring stuff stuff up. So I wrote down the talk about the guys in the front row, but I had a clever line written down about it, and I just I must. Have <laughs> Them sucking. No. Perfect. Don't worry about it. But, um, they suck. I mean, no, really, don't. a majority of the people, like, it's cool to see people who are actually fans sitting in the front row and not people who are just there to, like, what was the guy's name? He had a sign-up that said his name the whole time. Steve or something. I don't know. There was that there guy. Was and there was a thing. There was big, another there was guy who had some cube. And it oh, said, yeah. It was like, like some advertisement or some Instagram page or some yeah, but shit. It was like, 
It was like some kind of jaw Rasta thing. It was really yeah, weird. and he was, and then the next night he was kind of on the on the ramp, you know, in the back on the ramp. And I'm surprised like, now. Now, as stop. much money as they're spending for those tickets, that security isn't taking all those signs and just ripping them up. So yeah, I when we were talking about our new boy <laughs> Munchies, when we were talking about Munchies, <laughs> we'll get to him. yeah. But you had made a comment, and he kind of gassed out. You said he gassed out. He did. And they may they do yell at you. Yeah. They come down. If you remember years ago, we went to SmackDown. There was a guy wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey in the front row. And being in Philadelphia, they were shitting on this dude all night. And they're taping a TV. Ultimately, what they're doing is taping a television show. Yep. So you can't ruin them taping a television show and eventually they came down and he ended up wearing somebody it was a t-shirt right wrestling t-shirt regular wrestling t-shirt like a wrestler's shirt yeah and they probably told him either you put this shirt on or we're gonna have to ask you to leave yeah because we can't ask fifteen thousand people to leave you're the re- you're the guy they're booing at you need to go that was like the guys that showed up dressed up like macho man and hulk hogan and there was a couple of guys, and they were in the front row, and they ended up telling them to put a T-shirt on because everybody was paying attention to them. Not the yeah, I mean, but like I said, ultimately, it's a television show. It is a TV show. Um, I went to the Punjabi prison match. Yes, you did. Go ahead. And first of all, <laughs> the greatest game, the greatest live thing ever. <laughs> if you want to make some, some guy in front of me screamed out, if you want to make a Randy Horton match more boring. Make it so they can't see it. <laughs> he was Vince McMahon. <laughs> but anyway, um, there was a guy who had a NWO Wolfpack shirt on. And the whole night for the first, like, hour, I'd say, hour and a half, he was screaming. Aah! Aah! He was screaming. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say what he screamed at Maria Canales, but it was gross. And. I looked at my buddy and he was like, what's with this asshole? And I looked at my buddy. I said, give him an hour. We'll be done. And in an hour, in an hour, he was leaning against the wall. <sighs> Brandon, I would have loved if give it up for the ref guy had shut the fuck up when we were at a uh, MSG. Oh, that, that guy wouldn't drop. Give it up for the refs, guys. Give it up for the refs. A guy with a white man with cornrows and a referee shirt just kept screaming, give it up for the ref. I looked so at my wife at the time. I was like, man, if this is five years earlier, I would have walked up and busted her face at this point. I was like, I paid too much money for these tickets. I'm so right he's, I'm just gonna he was, he was cultural, culturally appropriating. Yes. And, um, occupationally appropriating. Because he wasn't a Ralph. Yeah. He wasn't a Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's move on. Those people can be fucking infuriating. Yeah, we can move on. Yeah, I mean, you want people to have fun, but I mean, it's like, don't infringe on other people's fun just because you want to try to be the life of the party. There's kids around, buddy. Yeah, really. Yeah, like Pepperoni Pete sitting on your lap. Brandon. Oh, God. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do a Patreon where we talk about our dark stories of wrestling shows. <laughs> yeah. Where we can just, we can do them uncut. When I got smothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about best match of night one, Chris? Uh, best match. Oh, there's, so I'm going to go with Bad Bunny. You can do split skis. You can do I'm going to go, well, I'm going to give all three of them credit. I'm going to go with Bad Bunny because Bad Bunny was fucking awesome. Um, but I have to give honorable mention, obviously, to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair because that was a fantastic match. 
And I, the, just the, the new day working heel, but being baby faces thing. The almost thing was brilliant. They, they really pulled that off. Yeah. So it's hard to pick. Uh, and I would even say the, the, um, Seth Rollins Cesaro match was really entertaining. Um, so it's really hard to pick, but I'm going to go with Bad Bunny just because of the work he put in to making that, that match as good as it was. Brandon? Yep. This is World Wrestling Entertainment. The most entertaining thing that I watched all night on Saturday was, was Bad Bunny's Canadian Destroyer. Therefore, yeah, that's the match of the night. Unfortunately, Bianca Belair uh, just wasn't as surprising to me as Bad Bunny going bananas like that, so i got to give it to him. Can I ask you this, Brandon? So yeah. you know what that that move's called, but the guy who's probably probably paid <laughs> upwards of a million dollars a year, probably more. I don't know what the guy makes. A lot it's of money. Also probably, and it's like, his job, and he doesn't know the name of that move. And remember, good. they used to bully. They used to give Mauro Ronaldo shit for knowing the names of moves. Brandon, got you were gonna say? I was just gonna say it's also probably we've we've talked about it overdone at this point that that move happens every week on one of the shows like yeah, right. forget it. it's exactly. like it's the new ddt yeah yeah i will also go with bad bunny and damian priest versus the miz and morrison i was so much fun the crowd looked like it was having so much fun it completely surprised me and i loved every fucking minute of it best performer i don't think we're any of us are going to be surprised by this uh chris best performer uh i'm gonna go with dana brooke on that one. That's Bad Bunny. Uh, Brandon. Yes, <laughs> Bad Bunny. Yeah, it's definitely Bad Bunny. That's the Bad, bad Bunny. Chris, overall great. In case you didn't know, I was kidding. Um, on, right. a, on a scale of A A to Z, A being the best, or A being the worst, and Z being the best, I'm going to give it a Q. <laughs> All right, that's, that's up there. Brandon? So A is, a is the worst, Z is the best. I'm going to, yeah, it's right. I'm not going to go all the way to a T. Just given given uh, how shit the bo- the build for this was, I thought the people that worked, the wrestlers that worked that night did a fantastic fucking job. We have seven matches, and only two would I say weren't great or good. So I'm going to give it a five out of seven. This is a very good show. I highly recommend this show. Watch it from beginning to end. Forget about what the, the what were the two? What was the other one? So you didn't like uh, the tag team turmoil, and I didn't yeah, like Braun. Right. I didn't like the steel cage. Oh match. yeah, the steel cage. I blocked that from. My I would have loved yeah. the steel cage match if they gave me one chew. If they gave me two chews and I got a choo chew, I would have been very excited. But You're since I got no chews, it's you get zero. You get zero points for no chews. All right, now let's move on to night two of WrestleMania, or as we like to call it around here, night choo choo. First up, <laughs> is that what we like to call it? <laughs> yeah, what, what was this? What what happened? Choo. Did I miss something when I was going Everything. to keep a meeting about this and I missed it? <laughs> Everything involving Braun Strowman is better with choo-choo. All right. Um, first up, clocking in at a whopping five minutes and 50 seconds, Randy Orton defeated The Fiend, accompanied by a box-like structure that had... Alexa Bliss in it. All right, first, before we get into this, Chris, why didn't they call it a box? Why did they call it a box-like structure? I why did they no keep idea. saying box-like structure? What the fuck was this, Chris? Go That's Vince McMahon. That was definitely piped into their ears. Say box-like structure. 
<laughs> they're not champion. They're not belts. They're championships, right? Like, you know, I I don't know. Maybe he was afraid that box was copyright rated. Somebody copyrighted the word box. I don't. know. Well, you know, it's it's modeled after the famous toy, the Jack in a box like structure. So I think it, that's yeah. what they <laughs> Jack in a box but like structure. Yeah. Like hey, a, you know what's a, funny, Jim? I'm gonna be honest with you. I want I want you to give me an in depth review of this match. Well, first let me say this. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'm so used to them having these weird isms, these Vince isms. I didn't even pick up on box like structure. I, I'm so used to this weird shit going on when I watch WWE, and I don't even pick up on it anymore. I think, um, I think uh, uh, Byron Saxon was like, "What is that? What could it mean?" Yeah, she's had a jack-in-the-box every week. It's a giant jack-in-the-box, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Box. They're so fucking... Oh, God. Okay. Chris, Chris, I seriously... I need you to calm down. I need you to relax. Not that I'm (laughs) excited. I need you to give me an in-depth analysis of this match, please. Thank you. Sure. So, um, the match begins with a giant box-like structure outside the ring. And... um, Alexa Bliss comes down and she winds said structure up and rising from inside the box like, well, first, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I almost, I forgot about it. So, uh, we see the fiend burned approaching the room ring through some strange, the weekend Super Bowl Sunday ton- tunnel. <laughs> it's and, Goldberg and the weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's some weird. Tunnel, and as he's walking through, he is magically healed. He is no longer burned, but he is now his original form of the fiend. Healing potion, healing potion, fireball. Yes, he went to go see Benny Hinn and got knocked over. <laughs> came back as the fiend. And as he approaches the ring, the lights go down. They come back up, and Alexa Biss is next to the box-like structure. She whines said structure. She was having a hard time. Do you think they, uh, like, uh, ribbed her and made it hard? Made it really hard? I don't know. She's pretty she tall. She, was she is a very time. tiny person. She is tiny, though. Um, and from the top of said structure arose the fiend. And he jumped on Randy Orton, and everything went red for the rest of the match. Um, it's quite scary. Yes, it was very scary. Uh, there was a couple. There was one tribute to Brody Lee during the match, which I really kind of liked. What did they he bring? Did, his he did, the ring? Yes, he 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 brought his corpse into the ring. He did the Brody Lee head <laughs> explodes thing. You know, he did that Brody Lee <sighs> with his eyes and ah, yes, hands yes. go out. Yeah, he did that. Um, I didn't notice. Since they were up close, you got to hear a lot of the fiends, <laughs> which he does during the whole match, which is whatever. Um, I believe it, your review is now clocked in 30 seconds longer. Longer than, than the, yeah, well, I'm trying to make it exciting. <laughs> Keep going. So, yeah, Keep so going. anyway, we get, we get to the end of the match where um, the fiend has Randy Orton in a very precarious position. He looks up. And Alexa Bliss is now sitting on top of the box-like structure, all dressed in black, and black shit starts flowing from her brain. Mm-hmm. 
distracting the Fiend long enough for Randy Randy Orton to give him the RKO and win the match. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is going on? That's all I got to say about this match. Lights out. End scene. End scene. Finn. Finn. Brandon, thoughts? A couple things here. I don't know if we mentioned this, but they, I, I think this got edited out, but the, we've confirmed that due to a source a, f- a few links away from me within the WWE. Oh, yeah, we have old, a source, by the way, listeners. We do actually have a source. Go ahead, Brandon. Conf- he confirmed our hypothesis that the excessive GAC usage, particularly the green GAC usage, was due to an over-purchasing of, of GAC, of gook, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we'll glop. Goop. I, I think goop, I just said glop, a fucking glop, slur goop, in there. God damn it. Goop, glop. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I heard gloop. What'd you say? <laughs> I hope you didn't say that other word. I'm not editing it out. If you did, apologize now. If I said something offensive, I'm sorry. God, uh, God dude. I didn't even hear it, so it happened so fast. Don't worry about it. It was an accident. Goop. I said goop. You did say goop. Um, so that's a, the the first point. There's too much goop. <laughs> Put the pieces together. Oh, jeez. No, you're good. I didn't hear it. You didn't. We know you didn't say it. Stop. Uh, the, I, w- I also Brandon's assumed. Derailed. Brandon's derailed at this point. Hold I on. also I also assumed that. Dude, I also assumed that the Bray Wyatt was was in on whatever Gak would be coming on coming out of Alexa Bliss. I didn't think he would be shocked by the Gak. So the fact that he that he loses based off of a Gak on a Gak based incident to me another plot hole amongst the many that have already arisen over the last four months on Raw. So that that uh was confusing to me. The last point I wanted to, to mention was. Probably the the funniest moment of the weekend in my mind. This is before we got a little tired of our our boy the Munchyman. The first time I see him, he's he's wearing a surgical mask, a Bray Wyatt face mask, a tie dye tie dye uh, Munchies Cookie Monster reggae T shirt directly. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's talk about this first. We, right. You're kind of like diving in. We haven't mentioned sorry, here. Sorry. So. We were talking about in the last segment that uh, there was people in the that seemed like there was their first time. A lot of people that were new to the front row of WWE, in particular in night two, there was a gentleman, quite tall, quite large, quite ginger, wearing a tie dye shirt that said Munchies, <laughs> Cookie Monster. And uh, a Cookie Monster with a reggae, uh, like the kind of uh, uh, racist hat you would buy at a Halloween store that has dreads attached to it. And it's also reggae. He's got that on. And um, apparently Brandon looked it up and the shirt you can buy it for, what, $15 at Walmart, correct? Yeah. Is that a stock? I was familiar. Bought them all. He's and uh, this gentleman was quite obnoxious. For the first half of the show. At one point, he was waiting for the red light to come on the hard cam so he could start doing YMCA. 
The guy was completely fucking awful. At one point, I think it was during the women's tag match where they started to stop using the hard cam because this guy was so bad. But, Brandon, I'm sorry. I just wanted to lay out where we're at here. No, yeah, I I rolled right into it. Yes. He's got the, the tie-dye shirt on directly from the uh, Walmart Stinky Guy Signature Series. I'd seen <laughs> it before. I was happy to see it. I was happy to see it in the, under the spotlight. And one of the uh, highlight shots of these four nights we've covered to me was after all of that bizarreness that Chris went through in depth, we get a close-up of Randy Orton rolling out of the ring, and he leans up against the barrier to the crowd. And this guy's got the the fiend mask on, the surgical mask, the shirt, and he's hitting him with the two of the biggest Thunderdome-style thumbs down you could possibly see. <laughs> And the juxtaposition of the the uh, Viper against the, the Viper's fans is really uh, c- fucking hammered home what what we're doing here in Tampa Bay. Fucking Vince was not Vince was definitely not ready for live crowd. Man, he was <laughs> slamming that cheer button. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh, we didn't even talk about Hulk Hogan. Fuck him. Yeah. So Hogan and fucking um, Tyson O'Neill. They come out and they do this whole gimmick. You know, like, I'm a pirate. Oh, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Every time Hogan spoke, it was pure hatred. The yeah. crowd started booing the shit out of him, and Vince was just like, this is Vince on the button. The cheer button. He couldn't hit it fast enough. It was just like, boo. Hey. Everybody was all excited all of a sudden. I And going forward and watching Raw this week, Holy shit, it's now like so disgustingly transparent and cartoonish, the cheer button. It's yes. awful now. And like at first it was kind of like we were like, yeah, this is pretty bad. But on Raw, after seeing what live crowds are reacting to sh- shit, you know, like how they're reacting to the stuff on TV and or in front of them, and now going to Raw and watching, you know, Thunderdome and Vince hitting the cheer button, man, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, the the full WWE universe is just one man at this point on weeknights. And uh let's let's say something. We enjoyed this whole fiend thing for a long time. We jumped off a couple of months ago and it's just been not great. As as in pretty terrible for a while. And after this, I think a lot of people agree with us. If we listen to the crowd, and their reaction, the crowd was fucking pissed. They were pissed at this. They booed the whole fucking thing. This was fucking bad. Chris, it's your show. Go ahead. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, uh, I think part of the problem with the whole Fiend thing has been the piss-poor acting of Alexa Bliss. It's cringe. I think everybody has kind of seen that. And it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And the other thing is, is it ain't fucking over. Oh, no, we'll talk about that. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the other. But you, we didn't get an end to it. Like, no. you know, we'll talk about more later. But even that night, it's like, okay, it's continuing because yep. something weird happens. So we got to be going somewhere else. It's kind of transferred the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, so the. Tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated the winner of the 
Royal Ram. What the fuck were they calling it? Tag, Tag Team Turmoil. Team Turmoil. Turmoil. I was going to call it the Royal the Royal Rambo. I don't know what that is. Um, Natalia and it's Tamina. The Royal Rambo. Yeah, Natalia and Tamina. Uh, Brandon, I'll let you go because I think Natalia and Tamina are on your show. Oh yeah, I got I got uh, absolutely nothing on this. He got the, the double dose of the Moderna and the double dose of the Tamina this weekend. <laughs> we, they're. I really thought that they were actually going to give Natalia and Tamina the tag team titles, but no, we get uh, more of the ambiguous tag team. The only positive I would have to say about this is that I, Reginald didn't try to steal the show, so they at least yeah, no Reginald happen. at all. This no Reginald at all this nope. weekend. Nope. Chris thoughts. Yeah, um, I mean, we all pretty much thought that whoever was going to win on on night one was going to win on night two because then you stripped the belt off of two people who were probably better on their own. Um, But this is what I was saying earlier I was going to come back to later. Um, Why did it – I don't understand why they had a team wrestle this big, drawn-out match the night before – just to lose doesn't make any sense. Or at least play the underdog where they're like exhausted. Didn't even. Yeah, play I, they were. Just, yeah, exactly. But even still, it was just, it was not good. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I did enjoy it the crowd no getting behind Tamina. I was a big fan of that. They were cheering for Tamina. I'm not a fan of Tamina, but she's been around forever. Put some on her. She's never had a single belt. I mean, they. Yeah. They only had, like, the Divas title for the longest time, but whatever. Now, let's move on. I don't want to talk anymore about this. Yeah, it's... There's a lot of stuff I don't really want to talk about. This... Uh, Kevin Owens <laughs> defeated Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in his corner. Uh, who is this? This is Brandon. This is you. Yeah, I... <clears throat> I would say this was an exception to the rule of the weekend where a lot of these matches had bad storylines, but the guys in the ring, I thought nailed it and kind of maybe forget about it. This didn't land with or resonate with me at all. Didn't particularly enjoy this match, despite the fact that I'm a fan of these two guys. And then they circle back to get a pop by uh, Owen Stunn and Logan Paul. But uh, we we take a dip significantly here for the next couple of matches, and this was towards the bottom of it, in my opinion. Correct, Scott. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, look. You can be the best. You can have the greatest chemistry in the ring, but there's no story. It's a forced story, and I just didn't give a shit. I think this was a break for me, you know. And it's a yeah. waste of Kevin. In my opinion, Sami Zayn's great. I'm not not I'm not not just saying this about Kevin Owens, but when you give Kevin Owens a story to work with, he's like one of the best guys in the world, in my opinion. When he has when there's meat on the bone, as far as the story goes. Yeah, he did the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin bump or uh, pop by uh, beating up Logan Paul, and it was third on the card. So there you go. That shows you where it is. Yeah. Let's move on. All right, United States Championship. Uh, Sheamus defeated Riddle. Go ahead, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's can we just? Move? I'm glad. I Let's like Sheamus. Motor through this. Let's motor Yeah, I'm glad he won. End of story. That's it. Yeah, Brandon. No, the um, RVD riddle thing with Kali before this was incredibly awkward. Yes, because <laughs> Kali barely speaks any English, and he's just like, yeah, man. All right, let's move on. Uh, how about the WWE Intercontinental Championship, the Nigerian drum fight between Apollo Crews and Big E. Apollo Crews wins when another Nigerian guy, because Nigerians are evil, 
Baba Tunde shows up and interferes. Uh, Brandon, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, this this is just a true F minus to me. I don't know why this was a Nigerian drum fight. They brought the drums and stuff out, but then they started using kendo sticks, which I don't know what that has to do has to do with anything else. And I I didn't know who the fuck Babatunde was, so I was kind of confused by that. Chris, you want to explain who Babatunde is? Um, he made they, he was a performance center guy. I don't think he's an actual pro wrestler. Um, he's one of the guys that they signed. He could have been. I don't know. I'm not getting into it. He made an appearance in the Royal Rumble, I think, two years ago. Or yeah, not this past one. The one it was before, two years ago. And um, kind of disappeared. He was in. What's that goofy retribution? Okay. He was one of the guys in retribution, ah. T-Bar and the other guy, the two big guys. He was the other guy. I don't know his name because I don't give a shit. And, um, you know, I, I, who is this man? I hate that shit. Some right, guy shows up that we don't know who he is. I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break, break it. Let me break down the Babatunde day for you real quick. Yeah. Good. All right. So he was born to a Polish mother and Nigerian father. He played American football as an offensive lineman in the Polish American Football League for the Crew Roklaw, the Giants Roklaw, and the Warsaw Eagles in the German Football League for, and also in the German Football League for the Dresden Monarchs. He was signed with the Vikings. In the that's Adam. where I know him, the Dresden Monarchs. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, Chris. Go ahead. That's where he came from. That's that's all I really got. What? Why? Why did this happen? Why? Did, why did they make everybody sit through this? I don't know. It was terrible. Uh, and I don't. And I don't think we should make anybody sit through this. All right, let's move on. All right, the uh, WWE Women's Championship, the Raw Women's Championship. We got Rhea Ripley defeating Oscar. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I got to say, this is one of the bigger technical gaps of the weekend. <laughs> that Rhea Ripley theme song sounded like they were singing it to a tin can for a few minutes there. It was terrible. I, um, I thought she yeah. was just talking, right? She wasn't even saying yeah. what was going on there. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, I, I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed both of these wrestlers. There's nothing really to say about it too much. I don't think there was anything too spectacular that happened. I think I was starting to hit the wall at this point, and I was kind of staring at the TV and not paying attention to what was going on. Um Rhea Ripley gets the win. She's the champion now, and uh, I had a hard time getting over that awful entrance <laughs> music. Brandon, good. Yeah, Rhea Ripley got screwed here. I, I spent about the first four minutes of this match like laughing and, and searching my phone for thoughts on that god awful live performance, which was felt like it was like four and a half minutes long. They they played the full studio version of this song, and with no. I don't know if something was wrong with their mic. Or the weird, the weirdest thing about it was that, if I can just interject, the weirdest thing about it was that they they played the uh, "This Is My Brutality" from her theme song, and then the woman screamed it, and it was just like she was like, and then she decided to sing it, and she was like, "This is my brutality," and it was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? It felt like fill-ins. Like, who are these people? Yeah, I don't know what was, was going so on. so weird. Some kind of audio gaff. Yeah, musically, it was just fucked up, man. Go ahead, continue. And, yeah, and incredibly long. Um, this match, I thought, was somewhat underwhelming. 
I, not not technically bad, but felt like it could have been a much bigger moment if they had done anything beforehand. And the probably just too weird of a spot for for these two to surmise. So not very memorable. I love this match. I thought it was match of the night. No, it wasn't. All right, let's move on. Um, WWE Universal Championship, the main event. It's a triple threat match. We got Roman Reigns with Jey Uso and Paul Heyman defeating Edge and Daniel Bryan at the same time with one pin. Brandon, this is you, buddy. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, After all that stuff that we just blew through, it's like, oh, man, they kind of bombed the second night of WrestleMania, so... You, you knew that they were going to go all out here, but it, it felt like too steep of a hill for them to climb. I thought it was a pretty good match. I enjoyed it. Um, I, without going into the details, the spear is, is not my favorite finisher, and we we do a lot of double spear, spear into spear action throughout this match. It's, it's not the most <laughs> thrilling way to wrap up the, the wrestling event of the year in the United States. Um. Daniel Bryan, I thought, had some fun moments, but you kind of knew he wasn't going to win throughout it. There's a ridiculous um, double submission hold on Roman Reigns where Edge has the uh, – I don't know if this was improvisational or if this was planned, but he Roman Reigns rips a chair out of his hand and one leg comes off, and then Edge counters into a hold and, and sticks the piece of the – the, yeah, there you go. You got it as your background. Sticks it into it. Into Roman Reigns' mouth, and and Roman Reigns is like crossing his eyes like a cartoon. Like he, it's like the worst pain he's ever felt in his life. Then Daniel Bryan comes in and and uh, does the save hold. So um, if that doesn't finish Roman Reigns, what will he? He gets the double pin after uh, stomping. Oh, oh yeah. Then sorry, I should mention this ends with Roman or uh, Daniel Bryan slamming his head into Edge's head, which I think Jimmy mentioned probably turned his head into dust. It's the last thing we want to see from two guys whose careers were supposed to be over due to neck injuries is them brutally headbutting each other again and again. Uh, but then Roman Reigns smashes his uh, a two, was it, Edge's head between two chairs, and he rolls up the uh, Daniel Bryan on top of him. Concerto, yeah. Rolls uh, Daniel Bryan on top of him, and that's how we end our WrestleMania. I thought that um, after this show and the lack of excitement for the two hours beforehand and the, the massive investment that they've made in Edge and how little time is left probably in Edge's career, this would have been a great time for Edge to win, and we do something a little bit different with Roman Reigns for a few months, have to give it back. In the, it could be a couple weeks. I don't know, but that's not what we get. So, Chris, go ahead. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I thought Edge looked awesome in this. Um, he's in insane shape. Uh, you know, I, but like you said, after two hours, this just becomes too much, or I'm sorry, two days. This is an uphill climb for anything. I mean, you just get exhausted. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't really into it at all. Uh, I was surprised that Roman won. I figured he would be dropping the title, but... Whatever. I mean, you know, there's not really much to say about it other than that. I really like this match. I thought the uh, I thought the double submission spot was fucking awesome. I like the Roman Reigns with the fucking the horse thing in his mouth, <laughs> the pulling him yeah. back like he was like we're pulling back on the reins. 
Reigns. Roman Reigns. Oh my God! Oh, Pulling back on the ring. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun. I liked. You know, if um, only if I'm sorry, if Jerry Lawler was doing this match, he probably would have thought of that joke. He would have. He would have said it on the pre-show. Um, I like Jay Uso's interference in the beginning of it, where he's just kicking the shit everybody, and then he gets thrown into the. He's just running around like, yeah, super kick, super kick, super kick. Oh God, gets thrown into the uh, stairs. That was great. He gets taken out. I, I thought this was a lot of fun. Considering how, I mean, I'm not going to, uh, let's not mince words. I think we were all in agreement. The rest of the show fucking sucked. Yeah. I think that this, this like kind of saved it to make it where like, yeah, go check out this for sure. You don't have to skip the whole show. But I made the point earlier about how I, I like this format. I like night one, night two for WrestleMania. I don't want to go back to six hours of WrestleMania. Because where would this shit have been mixed in? These matches would have, a couple of these matches would have been like five minutes longer. Nigerian drum fight would have been, instead of six minutes, would have been fucking 15 minutes. Give me a fucking break. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good match, I think, selfishly, because I'm, I have to watch SmackDown every week. And the tribal leader gimmick was running a little bit dry with me. It's starting to get one-dimensional, knowing that this is going to continue out of this. Uh, I was a little bit frustrated, but that, that that shouldn't take away from the match itself. So, and and also Reigns gets a dominant win. He pins both of them. So he's like, I am, had, the, had I, am I am truly the t- tribal chief. And it also leaves the whole who is on the bottom of that pile. So who actually got pinned by who? You got that argument if you wanted to have that argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, there was a guy on top. There's plenty of times when guys just lay on another guy and they count it as a pin. Who actually pinned who? Yeah, that may actually be what happens on Friday. Yeah. We'll see what happens coming out of this. I, th- I thought the match was fun. Um, but I, with the next pay-per-view being called, what are they calling it? Wrest- Back- WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. It always is. Is it always called WrestleMania Backlash? No, no. It was Backlash, but it's it's always been Backlash. Yeah, the last okay. Few years. And if Raw has anything to tell, we are going to be rehashing the same stories for a little while. It's usually, it's usually what happens, this yeah. pay-per-view. I wish it wasn't. Um, your, I wish your, I wish I wish WrestleMania was just like season number thirty seven is over. Let's go into season thirty eight. Let's just start with brand new. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Um, I would just say, uh, to your point, I don't think I'd be surprised if we ever go back to one night of WrestleMania. I, they've done it. Now it's now this is the status. You don't move backwards. Right, right, because yeah. there was no reason they went to two nights of WrestleMania because of COVID, right? And they had to shoot it at the at the Performance Center. But we don't know that, yeah. They, and they had already had one night planned at Raymond James last year, but this year, now that they did two, there didn't have. They knew that they were going to be in Raymond James. They didn't have to do two nights. Right. They could have done if they couldn't go to Raymond James. They could have done one night in the Thunderdome. They also- decided to go to two. Right, and also if I don't know what they charge for tickets, but if they're charging two thousand dollars for the front row for two nights, and people are buying those tickets, they're definitely going to have two nights going forward for less it's, works. You know what I mean? Three hour show twice at two thousand dollars a night for the front row tickets. And the one thing you never have to do when you're doing two nights at WrestleMania is you don't got to cut shit. Mm. Everything makes it onto the show. Mm-hmm. A bunch more guys get a payday. A big payday for WrestleMania. You get a whole other night's worth of WrestleMania. And those shows that were running. And then after the disaster in MetLife Stadium where people couldn't get home, mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? When they went long, I think this might be the norm from now on. Also, next year we're getting Dallas. Yes. Are we going to Dallas? No. no. I'm not going to Dallas either. Brandon, you going to Dallas? Yeah, I'm going to go to Dallas by myself and then and uh, <laughs> recap it for you guys. That should be fun. <laughs> that was fucking sucks. I am not going to Dallas. Sorry, any, any listeners are from Dallas. Sorry, man. <laughs> there ain't shit to do. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm certainly not going to Dallas and hang out with a bunch of wrestling fans. No, no. It's, I have hard <laughs> I'll, I'll dangle it in front of the audience. So God, God forbid we somehow get a Patreon following. Whatever the first X amount of money we collect is, I'm down to blow on on going to something god awful to, to yeah. for content. Yeah, if you guys want to listen to us live from <laughs> from whatever yeah, from the, the hotel Dallas, room, Texas, Dallas, Texas. the biggest stadium in the history of the universe. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. All right, let's move on. Let's go to. Uh, oh yeah, we got to go through this. Uh, best match of the night. WrestleMania night two. This is gonna uh, be fucking thin pickings, man. Yeah, it really is. Uh Chris go. Man, I have to guess. I'm gonna go with the triple threat. Yeah, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Brandon, your mic's out. I'm on I'm on mute. Uh I <laughs> guess that has to be the answer. Highlight of the night for me is is getting to see Ozzy and Shatner finally get into the WWE Hall of Fame, but <laughs> had to take a match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess Roman Reigns, um, the triple threat. Uh, how about a uh, best performer? Chris, good. Do I get a three? Do I have a coin? Flip. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Roman Reigns because he did that thing with the thing in his mouth. There you go. That was performance of the night. Excellent. Good. Good choice, Brandon. Let's go to Mina putting her head down, working both nights. Good job. I'm gonna say Logan Paul. All right, next. Uh, overall grade, Chris. Overall grade for WrestleMania Night Two. Um, on a scale of um, A to D, with A being the best and D being the worst, I'm going to go with B for blah. No, seriously, it was blah. That's crap. Okay, Brandon, go ahead. I'll go on a scale of Nigerian drum match to triple threat match. This was a women's tag team championship. <laughs> I'll go with my current theme where there were seven matches on the show. I only liked one. This gets one out of seven. <laughs> this yeah, is terrible. It was bad. Skip ahead. Go see Roman. Watch the Roman, the uh, triple threat, the Roman Reigns match. Uh, everything else is completely missable. It just didn't do anything for me. So, uh, Let's move on to Raw real quick. Let's keep it short and sweet, Chris. Yes. Yeah, so let me let me real quick. Let me pose let me pose some ideas to you, okay? So first up, so Alexa is liberated. She didn't need the darkness. Now she she's now she is the darkness. Is she is the fiend gone? Randy Orton's obviously gone because he's in the title picture all of a sudden. He's like, oh, I don't need this. I ain't got to worry about that no more. I don't have to care about that no more because there there was a giant box-like structure and the story's over. Um, So is Alexa Bliss going to be taking this stupidity to the women's division now? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. You want me to just go through a quick recap? We can burn right through it real fast. So Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, Just. Yeah, keep it quick. Alexa, yeah, so Alexa Bliss, we just said she doesn't need the darkness. She is the darkness, and she has a new puppet to prove it. Um, 
So, uh, Ms. Brandon, TV. Brandon, Brandon, thoughts on that, please. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of darkness, and the darkness is that I'm going to have to keep reviewing this every week with absolutely nothing going on. I have no clue where, where they yeah. could possibly go. I'd be interested. Right. Yeah. Um, Puppet gave us a little, hum, bit the screen. Hum. I actually shit. rewound it. This shit is fucking terrible. Whack. Go ahead. Whack as fuck. Uh, the Miz is awesome and his wife was around and she's awesome because she's just as big a weasel as he is, yep. which is always pretty good. Um, the Viking Raiders are back. They get a win versus Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. They, uh, definitely showed that they were not in a ring for a while because they look kind of rusty. Yep. I had sent that to um, you. Yeah. Especially yeah, uh, that Mr. Mr. Rowe was a little clunky out there. Yeah. And very white. Um, not in a, I'm white by skin, as in white. I haven't seen the sun in a very long time. Yeah, he's very pale. Not like uh, Seamus white. Uh, so Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are getting a big kick out of Mandy uh, Rose and Dana Brooke, or Mandy Rose, I should say, falling. Mm-hmm. And they're yucking it up. So Mandy and Dana uh, beat up Nia Jax. Now Nia Jax, they come out, they have a match, and now Nia Jax is falling all over the place. Um, good stuff, storytelling. And yeah, really good storytelling here. And uh, Mandy and Dana are—they're in a championship match with them. Mandy and Dana are yucking it up at Nia Jax. Nia Jax starts screaming, so they decide, "Nah, fuck it, I'm not going to wrestle for a championship. I'm going to run away because I'm scared and I'm okay." So that was that. Brandon, uh, thoughts. Brandon, thoughts. I, how could I possibly have thoughts on something like that? <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we're i've od'd on wrestling twice over at this point with the nxt night two and wrestlemania night two now i'm now i'm trying to bring it back for raw and this is what they're serving up to, for me to to regroup for season 38 or whatever we're on <laughs> we're on season 38 remember things used to happen the raw after wrestlemania Yep, they don't anymore. Well, I guess the Viking Raiders came back from there. Well, the Viking Raiders came back, and there's no crowd. Usually, it's the crowd. It's not. We, I think, we think things are going to happen because everybody's going nuts inside the building, but nothing ever really does. Uh, Big news: uh, Charlotte Flair comes back. We all thought she might be saying bye bye. Um, Well, we were thinking she may be. I don't think that we had come up to with a decision on that. Uh, Cuts a pretty good promo. Rags on all the internet wrestling fans for saying that yep. she steals everybody's opportunity. Yep. That was good. Um, she looked awesome in the ring. Uh, and then we have a rematch between Asuka and uh, Rhea Ripley. And Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring, chucks her heels at people, and beats the crap out of everybody. So uh, Charlotte Flair's back, and she's a heel. She's probably going to be the only reason to watch Raw over the next Five months. Yep. So, she addressed. She addressed, the, she addressed the uh, stupid storyline she's been stuck in and all that yep. stuff. It was great. Brandon thought yep, it was good. Yeah, this was a saving grace of the entire night. Uh, Charlotte brought it. Uh, uh, very clear, concise promo. Had something to say. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. So I'm, I, I mentioned I didn't think the Oscar Rhea Ripley match at WrestleMania was very good, but. I am excited to see this story go on, I'm assuming, with the three of them. So. Yeah, Chris. No, I mean, I don't really have much else to say. I think, like I said before, I've said it you know, a million times, 
that Charlotte Flair is one of those people that you look at and you go, that's, you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're a professional wrestler. That's perfect. Well, it's, um, I mean, the biggest knock against Charlotte and me in particular, like I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but sometimes her promos are a little wooden. Yes. And this wasn't her promo with her father backstage. Wasn't a couple of like a month and a half ago. And, um, yeah, I love Charlotte and I, I love seeing her. And I, Definitely think she's like this star of the show. Yeah, more, I, more more so than fucking any of the dudes. She's the star of the show. Yeah, I would also um, I would also say that uh, you know, obviously we don't know, but Charlotte's promos were they stopped being wooden during that one backstage that yeah. we're talking about. And I think that we all agreed that somebody said, yo, you got some issues with this dude. If you want to make this promo real, tap into that shit. Yeah. And she tapped into it. And now she's probably now she's learned this lesson of tapping into things. And, yeah. man, she was on point last night. She was fantastic. She was on Twitter uh, today and she was responding to people by vanity searching herself. Which is like fucking awesome. So she's going and typing her own name in and seeing what the list says on Twitter. And responding to people that were just shitting on her. It's fucking great. Yeah. Now she's working this like, this, like, I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. You guys talking shit about me online. She's working it into her character and doing it on Twitter. It's fucking perfect. I'm just curious, you know, so she's not the champion. Right. Right. She is very good in the ring. Right. She's a decent promo, not spectacular. She's a decent promo. Okay. She looks like she should be there, right? Mm -hmm. She looks like a star. So she has everything that you could want. And she also has the name value, right? right. She's a flair. Now, I'll ask both of you guys off the top of your head, who on that roster, the women's roster on Raw or SmackDown, should be in her spot other than her? Well, I mean, that's easy. I don't, I'm, I'll, I'm not going to answer answer for Brandon for myself. It's no one. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, on the roster right now, no. I mean, I one thing we didn't mention, Becky Lynch was teasing a comeback. I don't know if she comes back into the picture. Weekend, she, would be yeah. the only, she would be the only person I could see. But, no, it's her. Right. But, but Becky Lynch is on that level. Becky Lynch will be in that spot. They'll probably, you know, she'll be on – she most likely will be on SmackDown – they, if she was on Raw, they fight each other. So there's no, but I mean, think about it because you got a thing. You really, you're a fan of Ruby Riot, or you're a fan of any you're of the ta- other. You're talking people. about you're, you're doing a hypothetical. Yeah, right? hypothetical. You're a fan of. I'm just naming a name. I'm not saying anything right. bad about these people. No, no, no. I'm just okay. naming a name. You're a fan because when I was a kid, I liked Tatanka, right? I thought Tatanka was cool. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying anything bad about Tatanka, but I wish Tatanka was the champion. Now I'm 45 years old, and I realize, hmm, I get why Tatanka wasn't champion, because he's just not the dude, right? I think of all the – I liked Billy Jack Haynes. He was around for four months, and then he disappeared. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, just because you like – a character on this show doesn't mean that they belong as the per. They're not the person that you that are you know they put the the thing on the thing. Get it? Yeah. Okay. It's not the end of this podcast. 
I, uh, I, I had one concise rant, and then the second one just goes off the rails. No, no, I, get, I, get, I, no I get what you're saying. Like, uh, I'm a huge fan of Asuka, and, and, uh, but I also recognize the fact that she's 40, and she's done everything. She's done everything at this point. She doesn't need to have the champion. She no. doesn't need to. Perfect example. Could they put the belt on Kushida? I mean, uh, really. Which belt? which belt are you talking the about? The NXT belt. Could they put the NXT belt on Kushida? If they wanted to, the guy's great. Right. If, right? You just, yeah. if you needed a guy to hold the belt, like if you said, oh, Kushida's our champion, everybody would be like, well, dude, can wrestle. I mean, he's really fucking good in the ring. I get it. But guess what? He's not that dude. No, he's That's not. the way it works. Yeah. There's certain people that just emanate star. Right. Random. Thoughts? There, I just wish they were doing a better job of bubbling up more of those people. So Asuka's probably on her way out of this story, and we're going to go do some Charlotte-Rhea Ripley matches. But then there's a significant drop-off after that. So I don't know who's going to fill that void, but I I think that's that's my – the only thing that would give me a lack of excitement about what's to come here is that it's going to be these two, and then what else could possibly happen. But EO. I think EO comes up. Maybe she's on. Yeah, that's true. That'd be a good, you know, hey, I, you know, the way WWE works. We're all Japanese. We're friends. I brought EO up. So now Asuka and EO are together. Yeah. That's just speculation. Yeah. But I mean, if you think about like. For people that are in the NXT that store that work in the company, that are on their way up. I think EO is the obvious choice. I think a couple, I, I think like people like Raquel Gonzalez and. Dakota Kai is more of a Weasley heel. I like her better that way. And I don't think Candice LeRae goes anywhere. I think Candice LeRae is kind of middle of the pack at this point. Yeah, I think I think it'd be you know. well. I and like to your point, like you were saying that there was a drop off. I think one of the reasons why there's a drop off in WWE with the women, it's always been this way. It's just that if they're not fighting for some kind of title, they have no story, and they're yeah. still doing that. Like, you know, they, it's great that we're getting a lot of women's matches and we got a lot of great female talent on that roster, but it's still the same thing. You're either fighting for the women's championship on either of the shows or the women's tag team championship. And if you're not doing one of those things, then you're off the, you know, off the, off the show. They don't have like, you know, we fought. They don't do women in blood feuds. No, like I was going to say, like they don't have a female tag match. And then the babyface tag team, one turns on the other, and then at the pay-per-view in two months, there's a grudge match between them. There are no they don't do, grudge, they don't they do don't women's do grudge matches. No. They don't do it. No. The only reason anybody does anything in WWE women-wise is either because there's a man involved or there's a title involved. That's it. Right. And, and, and it's still you know, that way. As much progress as they've done, and I give them credit, they've I was about to say some, that. But it's still the same bullshit. Yep. Maybe it's Alexa Bliss. <laughs> It could be. Alexa comes out and she's like indestructible. Indestructible. Yeah. I don't I don't fucking know. On that note as soon as you get the I don't fucking know. <laughs> and the lean back from the mic. The yeah, heavy me, breath. Me without <laughs> me without thoughts or anything to say. Yeah. So what else yeah. we got from Rob? That was really it. That's all I had. I just wanted to do a quick rundown. Oh, uh, yeah, Randy Orton. Oh, and then what, what's that? 
Randy Orton's in the title thing. And Randy, Randy Orton's in the title thing, but they have a triple threat, and guess who wins? It's rerun time. Drew McIntyre, he's going to fight. Um, it's Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Brown Strowman, and he's going to fight for the um, – he wins triple threat, and he's going to fight for the title again. I am a big fan of the fact that – well, I didn't like that, but I, I, I was a big fan of the – MVP telling him like, no, you lost. You're at the back of the line now. Yep. And Braun Strowman walking in and be like, I fucking, I won. I get to go ahead of you. Get to the and back MVP of the line. MVP said yes. Yes, it makes sense. This makes sense. Why MVP, should he just like had endless fucking lives where he can just challenge over and well, over again? And let me say this too. MVP starts. I think he started the show on MVP in the ring, and he's and um, Drew McIntyre starts saying things to him, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes. You know, and, and you're pulling this. You're up there. You distracted me. I did. I did. And you That's fell right. for it. And you're yeah. stupid. And it happened you again. It. it happened in the main event. It happened distracted again. again. So, Brandon, you know. Brandon, thoughts about this, please? What are we doing? We, we're doing the NXT fucking old match review coming up next. I don't give a fuck about any of this stuff. This is going to be dark days on Raw. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for a long time. Yeah, uh, so next week we have the, um, we're going to be reviewing, Chris, do you have it handy? What are we doing, the NXT? Yeah, we're going to do your match. We're, we're doing an do old that. match yeah, we'll do, review. Yeah, we'll do Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn from... from 4-1 of 2016, I believe. Yeah, 4-1 2016, yes. It's Nakamura's debut. Nakamura's okay. debut is take over Texas, take yes. over Dallas. Dallas, so if you guys, <laughs> yeah, Dallas, shitty town. Uh, if you're from Dallas and you want to listen and you want to watch along, go ahead and check out that match. It's available on Daily Motion, I believe. Yeah, that's where I saw it. I think it might be yeah, on YouTube, a, too. It popped up. So. It's not on the peacock. It's not on the cock. No, so, the uh, cock doesn't have everything yet. So yeah. I want the cock to please me, but the cock is and not now, pleasing. <laughs> why don't we, you want to talk about this? Or we, have we decided that we're going to cover some older matches? Yeah, we just talked about it. We're going to do Nakamura yeah. first. I understand that, but we I, had a, a conversation I, I, about what we were going to do. Um, yeah, uh, uh, who's next? Brandon? Yeah, I, I forced our way out of that segment because I don't care about it. And if you're listening, I would imagine that you're going to start to not care about some of this shitty that's going on week to week after WrestleMania. So we're going to spice it up doing these old match reviews. I think yes. I'm covering the Attitude Era on WWE. Um, I'll All right, we should probably break this. We should probably break that down. So Chris is going to cover anything pre-attitude era. WWE, WCW. So we're using what are we using? Ninety-six King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Yeah, it was King of the Ring. Ninety-six Cold? is the cutoff. So if you guys have any requests, reach out to us. If you want us to review a match, something that you love, you hate, whatever, you want to listen to us shit on it, love it. Brandon's going to ha- ha- uh, cover everything Attitude Era until the current day. And I'm going to do all the Japanese shit. So if you guys have anything you want us to watch, we'll review it. We'll watch it. and We'll talk about it. And I'm going to dig. I promise I'm going to dig real deep. Going into crates. Oh, man. I'm going cow- I'm going stampede wrestling. I got some stuff it's lined good. up. As long as we can get it. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's easily, easily gotten. Brandon, what do you have coming up? I think right now the tentative plan that we joked about, but you guys seemed excited about, was the uh, the hanging of the big boss man. <laughs> the boss man. Oh yes! <laughs> it's so, so good, I can't wait. 
I haven't watched it since I saw it. I haven't watched oh, it in years. Such a good idea. I haven't watched it since I saw it. I haven't watched it since it originally aired. Exciting. That's cool. All right. Yes. So next week we have a lot of bullshit to talk about, and we'll talk about the uh, Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn match. So let's get out of here. Any final thoughts before we leave? Nah. Let's get out of here. All right. Easy enough. Thanks for joining us this week, and join us here every week at Wrestling Is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends, and until next week, bye.